I don't care if you've been turning your nose up to wet ass pussy all night. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Party, coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, Sam, with that dang shit. On my left, Blue. In the quotes of, uh, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Cake Man. Telling us about weekend ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> on my far right, engineering on the ones and twos, joke people out on the threes and fours, Kronos. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the middle, we got uh, your boy Stitch. Black is beautiful. Oh, open it up. Crack it open. <laughs> oh, you got one? Nice. Uh, I'm drinking one too. <laughs> yep. Shit, I got to get, go get one. Uh, <laughs> I think we're all going to get them. Uh, Old Ninja is with us. Uh, he's having some technical difficulties, so he will uh, burst through the door like the Kool-Aid man shortly. His miracle ear is, is oh, uh, no. malfunctioning. <laughs> his, his what? His what malfunction? His miracle ear. Oh, Kronos, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you got some stats for us oh, usually yeah. this time. Uh, all right, first in the chat would be Jason. Thank goodness shit on YouTube is working because they forced me today to use YouTube Studio for the first time. Um, I'll have to get used to the interface. Right now, I'm not used to it. So, yeah. Hello, everybody. And listener of the week would be user 69377475. Thank you very much for listening. Is that old ninja jumping in like the Kool-Aid man? Can we hear it? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you the whole time. I'm in, though. My laptop needed to update, and I think that's why... It won't let me uh, join up. I don't know. It was acting weird. Are you patching you in calls? Man. Your audio is what? terrible. Are you patching <laughs> in calls? I'm on my, I'm on my phone, so. Right. You sound you like shit. A soup can, a soup can and, and a dental floss or something? Yeah, maybe. You got to do what you got to do. Corona. We live in a pandemic. You got to do what you got to do. God damn. Uh Old Ninja, you usually are pouring out some type of malt beverage. Are you prepared this week? No, my laptop's rebooting, but uh, I, know this <laughs> I had everything on there, so my shit's not fucking working. But I know that there's a uh, the famous wrestler passed away. That's all I got. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is it Kamala or Camilla? I thought it was Kamala. Not it was Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. I, I don't know his name because I, uh, I saw it was on the like the document thing, but I don't I can't I don't have his name memorized. But he was a um, a well known wrestler in the WWE. It was called WWF at the time, um, and his he was sort of uh, portrayed as being this like kind of a uh, guy from maybe Congo. I, I think they were. I think he's from Kenya. That is from Kenya. Like, yeah, but highly, highly. Stereotypical. If we're gonna be honest about it, or whatever. Uh, I mean, the way he communicated w- was by slapping his belly and and <laughs> running around, supposedly like eating chickens and stuff. Like on, it, it was Jesus. it was, yeah. Looking back on it, it was kind of fucked up. But uh, he was very very well known, well liked uh, uh, wrestler at the time. Uh, I heard it, an interview uh, dated back maybe like 18, 12, 18 months ago on the uh, Dan Levitard show on like ESPN. And uh, he was going through a lot of rough shit. He was having a, a really tough battle with uh, diabetes, yeah. and uh, it, it was real depressing. Um, he was almost just talking about like he he just kind of wanted it to be over because he felt like he was being a real burden on people with all of the extensive like health and medical issues he was going on, and he was just sort of at peace. So um, I mean, I'm glad he is in a 
I guess he, he's no longer suffering um, yeah, based on, on his last interview. Yeah, he was going to like dialysis and stuff. He was saying like like almost daily, and he, he was just he, he was uh, living a, a rough life. I know he was from I believe originally Mississippi, um, and that's all I really know about his character. Normally, I, uh, Old Ninja handles all the biography stuff, but that's all I, I kind of remember from hearing and, and reading a, a brief info on him. Yep. Okay. Well, rest in peace. We don't even know his age, but I think he was up there, maybe in the seventies. I think he was like seventy. That. I think he was seventy even. Well, rest in peace to him. Rest in power. All that's good stuff. Uh, do we have any others? Because that was the only one on the list. Did, did, what's his name? Died last week. Uh, was it Regis? That was last week. Yeah, that was last week. Yeah, I think we talked okay. about it too. So okay, yeah. I couldn't remember not. All right. God damn it. We got so much to go to get into fucking today, man. Uh, or tonight. Thank y'all for joining. Uh, actually, Old Ninja, you joined us uh, kind of latest. Where, where would you like to fucking start? Uh, I want to uh, start technically where we kind of ended last week. We didn't get into this uh, debate. Is basically Cronus and, and the Stitch Hour. Uh, Y'all was talking about um, I can't, this is about a, uh, a shooting that happened in the mid Midwest or whatnot. Was that what no, we were talking about? It was, it was about the family that were arrested by the police officer and he had okay, everybody yes. around. Yes, that one. I want to know because there was a lot of gray area and stuff on this. I think we should. We didn't talk about it last week. I think we should touch on that for a bit of time and then move on to some of this other stuff. So, uh, I don't have all the details. Uh, I know Crowley's and Stitch do, so one of y'all can take the wheels and set this up. I'll, I'll let Stitch set it up because he knows. Well, uh, he doesn't know more about it. He might. He might know more about it than I do. But I, I uh, yeah, yeah. Ba based on uh, I guess what I, I saw on uh, some of the articles I read, this took place in a whole, I can never pronunciate the, the city properly, but it's Aurora, Colorado. Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The uh, there was an incident where. I guess a, a uh, licensed pl uh, patrol officer, a cop, was driving his car, and the license plate reader that was on his car triggered an alert to uh, off of a license plate saying this vehicle is stolen. Um, they the officer conducted a traffic stop. Uh, I guess told the the dispatch what vehicle it, it was that uh, he was. He was pulling over, and um, it turns out there was a, a family inside the vehicle. Uh, felony stop was conducted. They pulled everybody out of the car at gunpoint, made him get on the ground, uh, and it ended up being like a, a family of five or four. Uh, I believe it was uh, a woman driver and three other children ranging from uh, maybe 17, 13, and 6, maybe. I, this, is, this is just me going off the top of my head, so I could be slightly off on the, on the ages. But it turns out that the uh, information was false. Um, the car was not stolen. Uh, the car, uh, at, at first it was reported that I guess it was um, the real stolen vehicle was a, was a motorcycle. So yeah, there was a little bit of that. Like, that's oh, what I guess I was that, like, what the fuck? Is I'm, I'm, me and you both know that the numbers and the letters and the actual length of license plate for a motorcycle is totally different. Also, just ignoring the fact that a motorcycle and a fucking minivan look totally different, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
So um, it, it it was really really weird because um, it, at first I didn't know if it was uh, if it was just bad information from dispatch. Uh, based on, I guess, a, an article I read maybe last week, because I haven't read too much on the story this week on, on it, because it sort of died off and other stuff's been going on. Um, it turns out, it, I guess, it came from like a license plate reading camera. Um, so there were people were upset, obviously so, because uh, how the, the situation was treated. Uh, and they, it, people were saying it was, it was profiling, et cetera. And then obviously the traumatic situation of being pulled out at gunpoint uh, in front of your family and and treated like like a felon, uh, felony, a felon. Um, the police department, uh, the chief of police, there uh, vehemently apologized for the incident, said it was a misunderstanding, mistake, and offered to, I guess, pay for counseling and whatever um, therapy that the family wanted or needed to uh, go to to help try to resolve the incident. There was no charges, at least at this point, filed against the officer or or anyone that I've read at the time. Now, we've discussed this in our private chat and everything, and we obviously all agree this was a mistake on whether it was, I guess, the technology it turns out being, or at the time when we were originally discussing it, the dispatcher giving the, the officer the wrong vehicle or typing in the wrong wrong plate. Um, where we started to have a uh, discussion was on how the incident was treated itself. Now, I obviously understand that um, the, the, the vehicle was wrong. It wasn't, so there, there's no denying that, yeah, the, the car wasn't stolen. Um, where we were having a, a discussion and disagreement on was how the people inside the vehicle were being treated uh, if the car was in fact stolen because there were kids involved and uh, young, young adults, teenagers, uh, and, and a mom. So that, that's sort of like the encompassing, I guess, the meat and potatoes of that incident. And then uh, we kind of had our, our differing, difference of opinions on how the police handled the situation yep. or would normally handle a situation if kids were involved in a possible stolen vehicle. Well, let's hear, let's hear Kronos' take. I mean, you know what he said, that's the, how I saw it as well. But, the, you know, some things that were sort of left out was, you know, when they pulled out the family, um, the rest of the family, they were put face down on the concrete like they were felons. And that's why, you know, where we got in sort of like a, a disagreement. It's just like, I don't see why, you know, putting um, kids in handcuffs and face down on the, on the concrete or the asphalt was needed for, you know, what could have been easily resolved by just asking for the registration of the car. You know what I mean? Like, I understand the fact that, you know, it, it was a misconstrued felony uh, stolen vehicle, but at the same time, it's just, it would be stolen property, right? So it wasn't a murder. It was stolen property. Well, we we don't know how the vehicle was stolen. I mean, you could your your car can be stolen from your driveway in the middle of the night, or you can be carjacked. Well, I'm so sure that, those that are mentioned that in the. I mean, that would have made it, you know, at least more understanding if they had put that in the story. That if it was, you know, any sort of kind of assault for a person, but obviously, if it was a motorcycle, most motorcycles they they don't jack somebody with a motorcycle. They just, just take it, like when it's parked. That's well, where most of them go. Yeah, that, that's where there's the unknown gray area in terms of like, okay, why did this L, uh, license plate reader, I just called it LPR for short, why did it pop on this vehicle that said it was a, a motorcycle? Now, normally when a license plate reader gets a stolen vehicle, you'll, you'll have bells and whistles and alerts going on on your laptop. And also you'll get a message sent to dispatch. 
normally, and obviously different departments operate in different areas, normally when dispatch gets an alert or a notification saying that, hey, this officer is in contact with a stolen vehicle, the dispatcher will be like, hey, are you code four, meaning are you okay because you just ran a stolen vehicle? Yeah, I'm code four. Okay, we just got a report of a stolen vehicle. The vehicle, it says, is a, and then you proceed with saying whatever vehicle it is. Obviously, if that had have happened, that would have pro most likely and should have prevented any sort of felony traffic stop. If we're showing that, okay, yeah, I'm showing that you're out with a uh, 2012 uh, GSXR Yamaha. I don't, I don't know shit yeah. about motorcycle bikes, but whatever. No, you're right. Yeah. And yeah, and then the officer is like, that's not that vehicle or whatever. I, I mean, I know plenty of officers that have had that happen with false license plate reads and I've done it myself where I've hit the wrong key on a keyboard and, and pop something up, but you just sort of use your eyes and be like, okay, that's not that. So that doesn't make sense. So communication broke down between once it did, uh, was referred to as a stolen vehicle because, um, once, once you get an alert that, Hey, that vehicle that I'm looking right there is stolen. The last thing you're doing is taking your eyes off of that vehicle. You're not going to start reading pages of text to see what your laptop is saying. That's when your dispatcher is supposed to be your your sort of eyes and ears outside of what you're seeing in that vehicle. If you're supposed to, in theory, trust your intel and trust your information to a certain aspect. If the vehicle is, if your computer and your stuff is saying that's stolen, you're supposed to be like, dispatch, hey, is this is this legit? Can vehicle is stolen. Normally, you, you want to there's there's times where let's say your vehicle gets stolen or you misplace your vehicle you report it stolen and you realize oh shit i parked it at at prodigy's house because i was drunk uh i need to be removed from being stolen and you're normally supposed to have that vehicle released to you once it's removed from the computer if it is still in the computer anyone that runs that license plate is going to see that it's stolen and it's going to be a, a traumatic experience so if it is reporting as being stolen, any officer is going to treat it as a legit stolen vehicle until it is told by from them from dispatch that it's not. Um, and that's where I believe dispatch should have came and, and stepped in and be like, and gave the officer some information on what's going on, or gave the responding officers because if, if there's one officer isn't going to just handle a stolen vehicle by himself, you're going to have three, four officers responding lights and sirens to wherever that that incident is. And dispatch should be giving information on who that vehicle belongs to. They should be able to see if it was a carjacking, if the car is related to some sort of other violent crime, if it's a crime spree vehicle, if it's involved in some sort of homicide, murder, or whatever. Dispatch should be giving the officer that information because officer, all that officer knows is that car in front of me is stolen. You know, this is the, All right. like the, the problem that I have with it is um, they didn't decide to even like speak to the driver. They just pulled her out at gunpoint and then arrested her, put her in handcuffs, and then took everybody else out of the car and had them on the concrete for some reason. When, like They didn't steal the car. There's There was kids there. That was, I think one of the kids was like 12 or 13 or something like that. Another one was a little bit older, and there was a 17-year-old. Uh, so obviously, I mean, to me... I mean, just sit them down. You don't have to like have them laying down face down in a parking lot and some of them were handcuffed. Um, it's, to it's me, it, was some, it, it, it could have been easily avoided by simply asking for license and registration this car came up as stolen. Because I've seen videos of 
police officers pulling over cars were like, hey, this, this camp is stolen. And this, the treatment was not the same as like what this family got. And to me, that's kind of amazing I, because I mean, this gets in like a gray area with like the Fourth Amendment rights because she had no she had no time to really identify herself as the owner of the vehicle. They just immediately sprung into you're the felon, which is like what the to me it's like what the fuck. Well, there, yeah, you're never you're never. I mean, I don't know where you've seen the video of of, of that happening, but if you find out a vehicle is stolen, you are never supposed to just walk up to it. Especially by yourself, and especially, I mean, if you see that the vehicle is occupied, that's that's bad officer safety because you don't know. Well, all that all that you do is that vehicle is listed into this information system as being stolen. You don't know who's actually inside the vehicle, so you are not you are never ever supposed to just walk up to the vehicle if you have that information that the vehicle is stolen prior to you going up to it. There's been times where you get to the vehicle after you run the license plate, interact with the, the, the driver and maybe just dispatch it slow and they'll be like, hey, that showing that, that Honda or whatever is coming back stolen out of San Jose or whatever. Yeah, no, then the situation will, will change. But if, I mean, even if it's, a, if a, it's an abandoned car in a parking lot, you don't approach that vehicle if it's stolen uh, until you get back up there. Cause you don't know if there's somebody in there asleep or, or what. Well, this is the strange thing. So, this is the strange thing for me is that to me it's it's stolen property, and I don't understand why there's such an extreme response to stolen to stolen. If it's just stolen property, and no sort of violence involved, why is there this like already escalated force towards stolen property? Well, you don't you don't know how the the property is stolen. Well, that's what I say. That, that's in, why unless I you read them. <laughs> that's why I specified. There's no other like aggravated assault or murder, you know, or something like that. If it's just stolen property. Why is there an escalation immediately? That's that's like two steps up for me. It's like I don't understand why you would go away and guns hot for stolen property. There's, well, there's no that's way to know how that property was was actually received unless you actually physically read through a paper report. I mean, if if I if I were to if someone were to pull you over and let's say there's a PlayStation or some or a flat screen TV in the back of your 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 back seat. All, you, all the officer could do is run that serial number and be like, oh, it's stolen. Okay, so maybe he, he stole it out of a vehicle. Maybe he just robbed his ex-girlfriend's house. I mean, it, all you know is that... It doesn't flag it at all. Like, so if somebody has, like, a warrant or if they're looking for somebody that committed assault, it comes up as assault, right? Like, if you run somebody's name and... It's and a name. And there's APB out for them, it would say assault, right? Right. That's, for that's person. dated for, for property? That's it's not like that for property. No, that is the stupidest no. fucking system I've ever heard of. Like not that, ever, but it's, it's fucking up there. It yeah. Well, essentially, you would have to read an entire police report every time to see what what details go behind whatever lost or, or misplaced property that is. I mean, if it, if it says yeah. stolen vehicle, that could just be a vehicle that somebody picked up in a parking lot and forgot to figure out where they parked, or it could be wide ranging from carjacking. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question? Sorry, and this is really good discussion. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Once all occupants are outside a vehicle that is in question to be stolen, do you, it sounds to me like you need to assess, obviously, whether said property was stolen, but once they're out of that property and away from it, you know, not, not in a threatening manner or anything. It doesn't, 
I, I guess I'm just not right. getting quite the logical no, leap I, of I, I get what you're they saying. need I, they need to be handcuffed face down and all of that right. while you're checking on it versus they're out of vehicle and you know they're over here huddled you know on the on the side you're calling in verifying hey dispatch you got good intel bad intel oh it was a motorcycle not a minivan you know it seems like once they're outside of the vehicle then good you know good policing finding out separating the truth from the fiction correct am i missing that no 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 you're you're right once you get everybody out of the vehicle and clear the vehicle um then that's when you start to sort of ask questions you'd be like okay dispatch this is saying this plate is supposed to be on what a, a motorcycle so all right that's not matching now maybe there's a maybe the vehicle plates were swapped and because a lot of times when people go out and commit crimes they swap license plates or whatever they go out and rob a bank or go in and stop a cars. exactly yeah so that's something that that, that they'll look into and, and they'll have to check the VIN numbers and everything. Now, obviously, once all that is cleared up and it appears that, all right, something's not adding up, this is a family of four or whatever, the church going family, blah, blah, blah. You could take the cuffs off, dust them off, and apologize to them or whatever. I mean, the cuffs go on did just you, as easy. Did you need the cu- I guess my question is, did you need the cuffs Yeah. once they're outside of the vehicle? That's why that's... Like to to me, outside of the vehicle, you're doing your your double checking with 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 dispatch. The other parts doesn't seem like excessive in the escalation that I think Kronos was alluding to. Maybe I'm wrong. You need well at at that point in time. The first thing you need to do is you need to get the people out of the vehicle, and you need to make sure that nobody else is in the vehicle. So once you pull over the vehicle, if it is a stolen vehicle, you Announce over your PA system. All right, driver, turn off the, the ignition. Put the keys. Put your hands out the window. Drop the keys out the car. Open the vehicle mm-hmm. outside with your hands. You need to make sure you see the hands. Ve- driver, step back to me. Walk backwards. Blah 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 blah. And you do that each person, person by person by person, until everybody is supposedly out of the vehicle. Once the driver comes out, of course, the, any. I mean, sure. not to downplay and be like, all right, you need to listen to her and and if she's saying it's not stolen because. You need to be. You need to be safe. People, it could be granted. So just because the driver says it's not my car or it, it's it's not stolen, that doesn't mean it's necessarily true. Yeah, but you but can easily rectify. It, it's easily rectified in this situation though, by just matching the person's name with the registration. Super easy. You you do that after you do that after you clear the vehicle. Why could if you, you get the driver if, if the car is occupied by four people? Let, let's say it's us four in the in the vehicle right now. In Kronos, you're driving. And I pull you over and I get you out of the car and you're like, the car's not stolen, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I can't take your word for it. I got to get the rest of the people out, make sure that Prodigy isn't going to shoot me or Blue isn't going to shoot me. And we'll figure it out <laughs> at the time. But, but yeah, that's the thing. Once, right? See, that, that's, that's a, the illogical leap that I keep getting back to is that you're assuming that the person is going to do some sort of violent crime when no violent crime has been reported against that person. A that's, felony that's has been committed... That. A, a felony has Obviously been committed it was not, because it, it, it was not committed, and it's, well, still, that, it's, still, that, it's still just stolen property. That's all it's coming up as a stolen property. Well, well, that's what we. That's the difference in terms of this situation specifically, because the officer didn't know that, and dispatch, I guess, failed in their communication. So that's why, like I said before, this is a little bit different because there was a mistake made. If this had been an actual felony, legit stolen vehicle, I would have had no issue with what. 
how that situation was, was played out. But you I, still need to properly detain everybody in the vehicle, make sure that the vehicle is safe and clear. Have everybody, you, you, tr and you, you search everybody, detain, detain them. They're not under arrest. They're being detained. So that that's, there's two different, that's completely two different terms or whatever. Cause you're, you're being detained. Meaning you're not free to go while this investigation is being conducted. They're conducting an investigation, which they legally have a right to do because all their information systems is saying that this vehicle is stolen. Yeah, Even but, though it was okay. eventually we found out it was wrong. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So I just want to be really careful on a couple of things. And this is excellent. You know, this is really helpful. Hopefully, hopefully the listeners are learning something. But we, I think we know from watching a whole lot of Ice-T Law and Order that um, what an arrest possibly looks like, maybe. For a detainment, does that always mean that handcuffs are on suspect and that suspect is on the ground? Does that always no. equal the same thing? I know it's no. It depends on the situation. I mean, you're, it's a, you can be detained when you are, within within when you are, you can, you can, when you are detained, that just means you're not free to go. Yeah. Handcuffs are optional. Okay. Your handcuffs so, are just there for, for safety to make sure that you're not reaching for anything or that you might not run and go away or, or whatever. That makes sense. So to me, then that's, I understand and agree on everything you're saying about dispatch, dispatch fucked up. It sounds like the police chief uh, took a whole lot of ownership rightly on him and, you know, said, I'm sorry, pay for counseling. I love all that. It sounds like the, at least for me, and I don't, and I'm not speaking for Kronos. He's got his own takes on this as well, but where they, where this guy fucked up the most, I don't have a problem with him even being removed from the vehicle while you do the investigation, but the aspect of detainment and escalation with cuffs and on the ground seems excessive when you're dealing with a family with young children. And it doesn't actually seem necessary to do your vetting. Well, that's the part uh, just to, to, to go further down the road. I mean, the, as you, as you're pulling everybody out of the vehicle, one person at a time, you don't know who's in the vehicle until they get out of the vehicle. You see back of head, so you assume that there's maybe four or five people in there. Once they get out of the car, you're like, okay, that's a teenager. Okay, that's a nine-year-old, or that's a, a seven, somewhere between 17, 21-year-old. I don't know sure. this person. I don't know anything. They Could they have a weapon on them? Who knows? Maybe. I mean, you, you don't. there's no age limit on being able to fire a gun and, and killing somebody. I mean, yeah, see, okay, so 13, you just said, this, this is part of the problem. This is where it gets into... I think too many police officers have not had time to decompress because what you're saying is you're assuming that everybody has a weapon on them at all times and not giving them any sort of like benefit of the doubt or anything like that. You're just assuming that they, they're all out to kill you. Therefore, I'm going to handle all these people a certain way. And that's why you get four police officers being totally fine with having a 12 year old face down in a parking lot in the same city where Elijah McCain was killed by this, that same PD department. I understand that those people got fired, but to me, there's four more people that have no problem at all with totally acceptable behavior, at least to me. There's would you have searched the kid? Hmm? Would you would you would you have searched the people in the car for weapons? I yeah, I, I likely would have. 
But so, honestly, if, but, I, so I, I if you were a search, no, 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 no. Let's rewind. Well, let him speak. Let him speak. Let me rewind. Let's speak. I would have actually, I would have asked for the person's license and registration first. That's what I would have done. So you would have walked up to the stolen vehicle and said, "Hello, sir. Can I have your license vehicle license registration?" Yes. Is that how you would? That's how I would. To to a, to a known stolen vehicle. I would have my hand on my firearm. Might have been out, but I wouldn't have been pointing at her, and I wouldn't have just snatched her out of the car you. and just assumed that she did it. Because this is the problem that I think most of America seems to fucking forget, is that you're innocent to proven guilty. Like, he assumed that she was guilty right from the get-go, and that's a, that's a huge problem. Most of the time when you run a license plate in a computer or whatever, and it says that it is stolen, what do you think the percentages are that that is an actual error? That that it's vehicle probably, probably is not low. stolen? It's probably very low, but, but to me it's stolen property. This is, see, this is this is why um, I'm not a good cop, uh, not a good candidate to be a police officer, is because I'm not go I'm not going out there to try to like intimidate people or intimidate people or hurt them. You you're know? you're, you're not. You're, I'm sorry. I mean, sorry. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. You're laughing. It's all good. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. I'm saying you you may not be going out there, but your your goal is to make sure that you're you don't get a folded flag handed to your your loved one and your, your, no, your family no the point is to it's to protect and serve that's what the point is to be a police officer correct you're made uh, to come home alive at the no, end of each day your yeah. job as a police officer is to protect and serve that's your job how do you protect and serve when you're dead well, I mean, that's part. That, that's a possibility. Listen, I, I don't uh, know. anything you do is officer. Officer safety is the first thing. You can't go into any call. You can't even get into your car. You can't even go to a call unless you're using officer safety to make sure that you arrive there. If you are not able to help people, then you are a liability, and you're 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 not good. You're I, I you can't you, might, you can't do your job if you're if you're you're a hazard. Yeah, I, I think you might, get, be, you might be forgetting that I'm a U.S. Marine, and to me, I go where the shooting is happening. That's where I ran into. That, that was my, my part of my job in the Marine Corps. If somebody's okay. shooting and there's danger, I run into it. So I assume police I, not. So I know. Well, according to you, no, it's to get home safe. It should be to protect and serve. My job as a Marine was to to, to, to help people, and to even like to, like to, with firefighters, be, huh? Like with firefighters, they. I mean, they run in. They don't like. They like run in to try to save somebody if they if they're needed. Yeah, you're. you're I mean, no, I know their safety comes first, but still, yeah. like, it's a little bit different with, with these officers. There you go. Exactly, 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 Blue. Their safety comes first. Yeah, but that's not their job. Is not to protect and serve. Their job is to put out fires. It's it, it, firemen it, it, do a lot it, more than just but, throwing water on yeah, fire. Yeah, but 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 by your logic, why would they even fucking go into a a, a burning building? Their the health and safety comes first, right? Why would they go into that building? It's on fire. Fuck it. Let it burn. I might get in trouble. I might get killed. That That's the similar There's, logic that you're using, man. There are certain fires that you are able to go into and certain ones that you are not able to go into. There's You have to use scene safety before you decide. I've been I've, I've been an EMT. I've been a dispatcher. I, I, scene sa you can't do anything until you determine that the scene is safe. That's the first, the very, very first thing that you do. Whatever. Like... Like for example, so, that explosion that happened in uh, in in Lebanon, Lebanon or whatever. Yeah, if the fire department sees that, okay, this building's on fire, but okay, what's in that building or whatever, or even like we saw in Chernobyl. 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 What, what, <laughs> what is it that we are fucking walking into or whatever? Yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to save lives, but I'm no good to anybody inside that building if I'm fucked up as well. We're, we're and then you got to send people in to rescue yeah. me. So we're, we're going to disagree on this fundamentally because. Um, it's part of your job is to take upon that danger. 
That's part of your job. Right. Yeah. Supposed to calculate danger and assess the situation. But it's not to just save yourself. It's to protect and serve the community. It's not it's not black and white like that. You you have to assess the situation and determine the appropriate response. Well, you're you're the one who made it sort of black and white, so I'm kinda of going to the other extreme. Because that that's literally no, part of your creed. No, 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 no. You have You it, said your job very, in the beginning, you said your job was to get home safe at night. That's what you said. You you can change it now if you want, it's fine. I understand that it might, no, have been, no, no, it might not have been what you meant. It, but you're not, you're not you're you're not going to juggle juggle words around. I'm not juggling but around. As you re- said. The each call that's is that's different. That's There's no no calls are exactly the same. So when I give a general statement of yeah, when I when you clock into the shift, your your main goal and is in the back of your head is I want to go home tonight. I want to go home safe. I want to see my kid. I want to see my dog. I want to see my my family, my loved one, or whatever. That's that's the main goal. You don't have that thought in your mind when you're woken up to a car or a traffic stop or, or somebody littering on the ground, shit, I gotta, I gotta go home safe or whatever. So let me, let me have my gun out while I approach this person who is jaywalking or littering. That is, that, those are two separate issues. It's not binary like that. But when you are involving officer safety in, in high risk situations, when you are approaching a vehicle where everything, everybody in your information systems is telling you, your computer, your dispatcher, and everybody's saying, yo, that car is stolen, it's hot. We don't know what's inside that vehicle. You're going to never walk up to that vehicle. You're gonna have the people, you're gonna do whatever it is that is safest for you and the people inside. So having them exit the vehicle, hey, get on your PA system, use your tools, get on your PA system, to, hey, driver, exit the vehicle. What, what harm is it from telling the, the, the driver to get out of the vehicle rather than you saying, you walking up to the vehicle. There's a less chance of anybody getting hurt, whether it is the driver or you getting hurt or misconstruing what somebody's doing with their hands. That's not what the guy if did. I'm on, if I'm, that's not what he did. He I pulled her out at gunpoint. Oh, that's that you're supposed. It's a it's a felt. What you just like said, said was different. This situation. You said using the PA. That's totally different. He he got, pulled her out of the car at gunpoint. That's what happened. He dragged her out of the car. No, he, he got her out of the car at gunpoint. View. He used his gun to get her out of the car. By, by giving her verbal commands and pointing his vehicle into a stolen into a car that is, is known as stolen. Obviously, he found out after the fact that well, well, hold on. Stolen vehicle. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. So if what Kronos mentioned, and I don't know this story like you two, but if what Kronos mentioned is accurate, that seems like it's not a smart idea for either the officer or the safety of there could be a hostage situation going on in that car. It's, it, that seems unsafe to do versus what you just illustrated in terms of using your PA system and your tool. Wait, wait, car, no. I mean. In terms of what? I'm sorry, elaborate on that, uh, Prodigy? Pull in it, terms of him pulling, going, going. It, it sounds like one of the things that you are not supposed to do is go up to the vehicle, and then another thing you are probably not supposed to be doing is going up to the driver's side, gun drawn, and commanding at gunpoint uh, for said driver to open the versus. I think what was the smarter solution is what you mentioned previously about using the tool of, of the PA of every driver exit the vehicle 
you know, license and registration keys on the roof and all that. That sounds smarter to me. I did not see the initial traffic stop body camera video, so I don't know how the traffic stop transpired. The video I saw showed the people on the ground and the cops standing around being sort of lackadaisical about finding out what was going on and getting them uncuffed if they were not properly cuffed. I did not see any video showing the traffic stop or them getting pulled out of the vehicle. So before we say that they were dragged out of the vehicle I didn't say or anything like if that, I, point I a did gun not. At you and I tell you what to do. I'm pointing a gun at you and telling you what to do. I didn't say dragged out of the car. He pointed a gun at her. I, I think one of the one of the main problems I see you, is you should to, point your gun at it. One of the one of the problems I see with this entire thing is that so I'm watching a video and there's four officers on the scene and yet like the the family's already detained like why there's so many officers there if it's just a simple if it's a traffic stop so apparently this guy must have had to call somebody in so. This could have been handled like completely different if they're if they have backup. Well, it's it wasn't a traffic stop, it was a felony stop for a stolen vehicle. We later found out that was false. I, I want to make sure I keep saying that over and over again. That mm -hmm. part ended up being found out as false. But at the time when the information was given, all that we know is that is a stolen vehicle and there are I see it's occupied by multiple people. So you're gonna have a lot of you're gonna have just as many people inside the vehicle as cops, if not more cops, because you're going to bring more to the party than, than people are involved. Yeah. I, now, I don't uh, have, like I said, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've, I only saw what Blue said he saw in terms of like them just sort of standing around and everything. I have not seen anything showing how she was removed from the vehicle. And if, okay. if I Fair see enough. something saying, showing that he, he walked up to the vehicle Opened the door and pulled her out, then yeah, that's bad officer safety. And I'll, well, I'll, and the family I, was I'll also, call it. I always see it. Is that, well, this is another weird thing, man, is that after they were handcuffed and on the ground, they were still at gunpoint. The whole family was still at gunpoint. That, you can watch that, that video. I have an issue. I, that's, that's what I said I saw. Yeah. And I don't agree with how that part was handled. That part was, was very lackadaisical. I said, find out what's going on. And once you figure out that, hey, something's not adding up, undo the cuffs, get a supervisor there apologize and figure out what what is going on and this this is another problem that i actually just read about it's from the washington post is that we already talked about elijah mccain who died last year um at the hands of the war police department and last month two other police officers were fired over photos reenacting the violent arrest near the memorial for mccain who died last year so this yeah. to me that those were the that's a lot of fucking problems in the same PD. That was the, from what I had read, those were the officers involved in that actual oh, wow. incident. When the the initial incident happened, which I have, I have problems with that. Like, I'm not going to defend how that was handled. Cause I don't know. That was the first time I've ever heard of police officers being able to administer ketamine. That sounded fucking what the fuck? crazy as fuck. Yeah. What, you yeah. And so. Shit? The fuck? When I, when I was an EMT, the only drugs we could administer was oxygen and glucose, <laughs> or or help somebody administer nitroglycerin, and that was if they were having heart problems. You could give them giving a, somebody an injection of or a sedative. That is highly that ain't, that shit ain't happening. Can even give them morphine in any department I know? Can't even do morphine. No, Should paramedics I? <laughs> can. EMTs could. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say because I got picked up by paramedics and I got I had to get a lot of morphine one day. Actually, so, a bunch of days. I was just yeah. I was watching. Yeah, I was, the, I was the watching. Elijah, 
the news coverage about the the pullover and apparently the the plate reader was read while they were parked in a parking lot so they weren't pulled over they were already stopped inside of a parking Jesus lot because Christ. the family was going to a nail salon and at that point uh four different cops had showed up to i guess it, to interact with the, the family basically so that's some other yeah. information that got dropped well, well uh, just, to, just to go back to the elijah thing that that whole thing just is completely shit show or whatever i'm not, I'm not gonna defend anything that happened with that um that i don't know what fucking uh procedures or or uh or operating manual that they have where they allow their officers to to my best of knowledge are only trained in basic life support care in terms of like cpr and in yeah. heimlich in terms of them being able to give like actual injections of medicine that's it's like what seems they, highly highly problematic where they even get it from that's so fucking weird <laughs> like what the mm-hmm. fuck? i i have no no clue um but it the the chief of police i guess there came on the scene either during that incident or just after that incident happened then those officers involved were found on social media or, or something making fun of the incident in terms of like how uh he was he was choked or restrained or whatever and then that chief of police fired those officers uh from from the department um so i believe the chief handled that one well i don't understand what's going on with their policy in terms of being able to administer medicine but that seemed highly fucked up I think this was helpful. I mean, I, I can see things uh, from a, a, a pretty robust perspective now. I, I still think that uh, the escalation was a little bit uh, excessive and uh, unwarranted, uh, especially with, uh, here's the thing, it, it, as a parent, three of us are parents, you know, when you talk about uh, children being, you know, handcuffed and face down on the ground for a, uh, an error, that's not going to sit right with most people. So. Summertime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fucked up there. Yeah. All right. Uh, do y'all want to go to this? He, yeah, he did go. No, he's here. No, I'm here. Okay. We got we got Lego Batman up in the scene. All right. Uh, do you do do y'all want to get into the VP stuff or? Oh yeah, I think I think we should. It's important. Right. Set it up, old man. It's gonna be me and Stitch in agreement again. Maybe. Wait, in agreement? So, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so we have presidential candidate Joe Biden announcing his running mate. I mean, he's been teasing for like, what, a week and a half that his running mate was going to be female or is it longer? It's been months. Was it months? It's, a fucking oh, it's been a couple months. All right. Well, he made an announcement that uh, Kamala Harris, the senator out of California, is his vice president running can uh, choice for his running candidate. So uh, there's been a lot of fear uh, from some people. There's been other people who's been doing a lot of praise. You know, first female, uh, not first female. I'm sorry, but you know, a potentially. We may potentially get a our first female vice president, but uh, I don't know if what? y'all saw. Wait, what? No, oh, okay, never mind. No. Yeah, no, go ahead. No. I you. Uh, did y'all first starting off? Did y'all see what uh, President Trump had said about 
Joe Biden's pick. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, he's, I'm not surprised. The guy's an asshole. I mean, he's gonna say, you know, even though I don't. Uh, well, what did he say? Alert, what did he say though? You know, I, I don't so agree with it either. But he uh, said it was he an, an insult to men, basically, oh. for picking a woman as his female uh, uh, running that? mate. That's not what I. Re- that's not what I read or heard. Is that what you heard? No, I didn't hear him talking about men in general. Wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear that um, one at all. But... So, but I guess... He, he's, if that's the case, and he really did say something like to that nature, and like I said, I hadn't seen it yet. He, Here, let me pull he, up he's, he's, he's just pulling pin on grenades right now. That's, yeah. that's what he said. So, uh, y'all keep it y'all keep rolling. Let me see if I can pull up the exact quote, because uh, it's on my phone here. But... Well, I'm pretty sure you said pull, like a bunch of things. Yeah, but just a, for background on her, um, she is a uh, person of color. She's half Indian, uh, grew up in Oakland. Uh, she went to a HBCU out in Howard, um, got her, her formal education there, and then also to uh, Cal State School. And I can't think of the name of the Cal State School she, uh, she went to. Uh, she became district attorney of Alameda County, and then also later the district attorney for the entire state of California, which uh, is just kind of crazy to think. And I heard people explain it's like the only largest like uh, body of of criminal justice outside the state of California with 38 to 40 million people is the actual United States attorney general. So she's had the largest, I guess, attorney general office position in, in the country outside of the actual federal one. Um, she was announced, she announced and ran for president, um, for a while she was doing pretty decent in the polls, if I remember correctly. And then, uh, as it started to whittle down, she, she kind of fell off and then resigned, no, she got, et cetera, et cetera. Wait, are you talking about the presidential thing? Yeah. She was was up there for a little bit in the polls and then she dropped off. She dropped off because Tulsi Gabbard murdered her on live tv yeah when, remember had, that. when she asked what? her about her record on uh about sending people to jail and arresting people for cannabis violations is it over well, we're, we're gonna go in yeah <laughs> so those she never those, recovered just a teaser teaser those numbers aren't right no no no. the, the number but, is right but it's there's a lot of misdemeanors and there were some felony convictions but the, the actual number is correct it it's it's a bullshit number, but we'll go back and oh, we, we'll okay. go back to that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was famously uh, one of the people that, that butted heads with uh, Joe Biden a lot of times uh, in terms of their debates. They went head to head. And uh, just for the sisters out there, she's an AKA. Y'all do your line dance <laughs> and everything. So. Uh, the red AKA sisters, uh, are... Whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. I don't want you to get killed. Uh, AKA is pink and green. Deltas mm-hmm. are red. Don't, don't get fucking killed. Okay. okay. <laughs> my, my, mama prodigy is a Delta, trust me. Uh, okay. I'm about yeah. to say, you live near I'll a back. school. I'll fall Man. back on my colorblindness, so I, I, I don't have to take okay. <laughs> Don't make fun of people with disabilities. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stitch, um, don't, have, don't have that sorority boycott in front of your house. That, that would be all bad. 
I saved your life just now. I can make so many funny jokes, but I'm not going to. Oh, man. But, yeah, so it was a it's an interesting okay. pick it, i don't think it was really controversial um a lot of people were kind of predicting it seemed like she was like the clubhouse leader in terms of like the odds in terms of who uh he was going to pick and um before we get into some of the stuff like i i feel like i've been talking way too much but um i'm torn personally on her uh for a number of reasons mainly um there was a, a case that happened here in the bay area um 2004, one of my close personal family friends, uh, he was an officer in San Francisco, Isaac Espinoza. And uh, throughout her entire campaign, when she was, uh, and she, she was also the, the city DA for uh, the city of San Francisco, I think it was like her first year on, where she was infamously known as just being anti-capital punishment, no death penalty, et cetera, et cetera. That's what she ran on, no excuses, everything. Um, my family friend uh, was was murdered on a uh, on a police call in San Francisco, responded to a suspicious person call. Him and his other friend, his other co-worker, uh, inter- encountered the, the person they were talking about. Um, and that person pulled out an AK-47, killed him, shot the other officer. And uh, the person was caught, went to jail, and uh, Isaac ended up passing away. Uh, it was obviously a huge thing when any officer perishes or dies in the line of duty. And um, it was, I believe it was her first year on, I don't know how many months on the job she was, but obviously the police unions and everyone's pushing for the death penalty. This The person that killed her, killed him, uh, I can't think of his, his full name, but I think the last name was Hill. He, um, known gangster, long, long record. Uh, they wanted the death penalty and she refused to go for the death penalty. She just went for, for life in prison, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, the family was upset. The police unions were upset. Uh, just a lot of people were, were mad that she was, it felt like they, she was being lenient on this, this murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, once I found out, and I sort of privately kind of hoped it wasn't Harris just because of my whole personal connection with that incident. Um, I reached out to two of my, my friends that are in that family just to see how they felt about it because I know they were not Trump supporters, but also I knew that they had a personal uh, history with, with Harris and something that they I obviously know that they do not like her or how she handled that incident about. And um, they told me, and they were, they were fine with me talking about it, uh, they said that she during that time... She never reached out to them as a family to ask like how they how they were doing. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss or anything, or, or kept them in the loop at all. Um, they said that at the time, I think it was Diane Feinstein was the I think she was, might have been the governor of California. Feinstein reached out to them and was in con with maybe mm. senator. But it's all right. Sen- senator. Yeah, 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 yeah senator. I, this is when I was in New Jersey at the time. I was in New Jersey during this period. Yeah, um, she. Feinstein reached out to them was in constant communication. I'm sorry for your loss. We're going to do everything you can. And they felt really personally kind of betrayed by how Harris handled the situation in terms of never contacting the family, never talking with them about it or expressing their sorrow for the loss. They said they didn't really have a, a feeling either way on if they wanted a death penalty or not, but they were more rubbed the wrong way in terms of like they received no contact from her or her office as the city district attorney 
for a for their loved one who served the city of San Francisco uh, about his the murder uh, of of their loved one during the their uh, his in the course of his duty and stuff. So they uh, they still say to this day she's never reached out to them. I read a couple articles. I did a lot of research just to see if she's addressed the issue on that, and she's tiptoed around it and never really been full committal on being like, yeah, I should have reached out to family or did this because X, Y, Z. She's just her heels in the sand about, I don't believe in the death penalty. And that's been that. But I just thought that her lack of humanity or transparency with a family of a loved one, a civil servant who was killed in the line of duty, that rubbed me the wrong way. And uh, yeah, so that's why I have a sour taste of her in my mouth before all of this. Yeah, that's a very personal story, and I get it. Kronos, get in here. I know you've got a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I haven't liked this person since she was running. I mean, her record as a as a DA in, in California wasn't wasn't great. You know, she a lot of people went to jail for um, drug crimes, and just they got prosecuted for minor offenses and shit that I don't think should be. A problem anyway. Like, I got you know me. I, I think they should end the drug war and to have people just going to jail and you know being in the, being in that system for low level drug crimes is just it's ridiculous to me. And the fact that she won't even talk about it um, speaks volumes. She just say that I'm proud of my work. Well, if you're if you're proud of the work of you having to put more people having more people mass incarcerated, then just come out and say it that that's what you're proud of. But she won't. She won't say that at all. And I don't like how she flip flip flops. And listen, before I say this statement, it is okay to to say that you're of, of mixed ethnicity. There's nothing wrong with that at all, whatsoever. People should be proud, if you want to be proud, of your mixed ethnic heritage. But the fact that when she got uh, inducted as a as a senator years ago, and she was touted as the first Indian American to be a senator, and then all of a sudden, 2020. She's now the first uh, female, you know, African-American VP pick. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, what about all the, you know, Indian Americans? When I say Indian, I mean, like, from India, not Native Americans. What about all the people that you inspired that were, that were Indians that saw you get to the Senate? You're just going to throw them all to the wayside now that all of a sudden people think that you're black? I mean, she's, she's, she's mixed, which is fine. But the fact that she happens to go, like, wherever... You know, wherever the tide happens to take her is, mm -hmm. is a huge problem for me personally. And don't get me wrong, um, y'all know me. People can be forgiven for shit. But you also need to come out and talk about it. You know what I mean? She hasn't talked about anything about her past. And the Trump administration is going to... They're going to bring up all that stuff. I mean, if Tulsi Gabbard yeah. was willing to do just that one little hint of her background concerning uh, cannabis arrests... Can you Dude, imagine what's so, going to happen during these debates? It's going to be fucking crazy. I was I was just on on Trump's Twitter account, and he has a video up already that was posted like two hours ago, talking about how Kamala Kamala how she incarcerated a lot of black folks. Yeah, like here he has that video. Like it's two hours ago, he basically posted that video. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Slandering like, her name. So, so now we or have a guy. We have, we have now we have a guy, in you know Joe Biden who wrote the crime bill or at least had a uh, at least had a significant hand in writing the crime bill that has done more harm to minorities since shit 
you gotta go back to probably like the 60s or 50s like seriously it's done more harm to minorities since then by you know putting in the three strikes law you know it, mass incarceration went up dramatically since that bill was written and now we have another person that was tough on crime especially for low level, low level drug crimes and I, I can't try you, you know I wasn't gonna vote for that guy anyway but I hope that people really do their research. I, my fucking, my prospects for America's future are super goddamn low right now, because we're 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 having to choose between, a, on one hand, you know the orange guy, who hasn't done shit for you know African Americans, even though he touts about how he's so good for African Americans. No, the fuck you're not. And on the other hand. We have I get so mad when I hear people say that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And on the other hand, we have a guy that wrote a crime bill that put the vast majority of us in fucking prison, and another person that also put because he was a, a DA prosecutor that happened that was in the system of putting us in prison as well. And so it's like, who the fuck are you supposed to vote for? You know, I just I don't have a lot of hope for this upcoming election. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Trump in 2020 because once this information gets out with minority communities there goes all the fucking the black vote the mexican vote all that votes are they're gonna be gone so for you know joe biden and kamala harris it's a shame all right the numbers that and i i I wanted to make sure i sort of led with that that uh that little personal story at the beginning because like i said I'm, i'm sort of torn on how i feel about her and everything um i did try to do as much research on her, like try to put that that previous stuff in the past and try to see what it is that she's done since then and et cetera. And uh, obviously, uh, Telsey Gabbard and her had had that um, big go at it on on one of the primaries. And so I tried to do some research to find out what it was that what actually is factual, what's being said, and and everything. Um, I read several articles, and the one that uh, I'm sort of citing. I guess right now is from the uh, the San Jose Mercury, uh, mm-hmm. November of 2019. Uh, it t- talks about her record in terms of like the marijuana convictions and everything. And it says that uh, it cites pretty much Gabbard's claim on that. And uh, it said it was very, very misleading. And when I read further in the article, the way they broke it down sort of explained it as this. Uh, during her time as a, as a San Francisco district attorney from 2004 to 2010, there were 1,956 misdemeanor and felony convictions for either possession, cultivation, or sale of marijuana. Those numbers include non-primary offenses. Thing. Um, what that means for those that don't really know, it's, it sort of means that that was not the primary charge in terms of like why you were arrested or you were convicted. It was sort of an added-on charge. If you are uh, arrested for whatever, let's say, uh, breaking into a vehicle or maybe domestic abuse or, or whatever. And that was not the primary reason that you were arrested, but let's say you also had weed on you and it was thrown in on, on your charging docket, that, that that statistical number went in on your, your actual arresting sheet and went in towards the, the stats for that. So that number by itself seems a little bit misleading. Of those arrests that did happen, uh, involving uh, primary offenses and in, involving marijuana, 24% of the arrests were for uh, arrests for, for marijuana cultivation, sale, or possession ended up in conviction. And of those people during her six years of 
of uh, as, of her as a San Francisco district attorney of people that actually went to prison for marijuana convictions in six years, 45 people went. That's not okay. bad. That is that really? is not bad. And that's that's highly misleading um, in terms of like just I, I'm not trying to attack you, Kronos or, or anybody just no, no, citing those stats. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that once because, yeah, 1900, no, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, what you said is is fine in the breakdown. Um, it, it can be considered as misleading, but there's also other things that she's done as far as, yeah. um, you know, blocking evidence. And there's a guy named Jamal Trulove yeah. who got who was left behind bars for two years and she blocked him from getting out of jail. There's like all kinds of funny well, shit yeah. that she did. Well, that people just okay, I, but, I tried to read on, on that and I was that I can't that does well, seem really uh, fucked up and I don't know the <laughs> other yeah. side of it, but it just I, I'm, I'm still trying to, I guess, understand right. the first I'm going to go. I'm, I'm gonna grab the wheel. I'm gonna grab the wheel. Oh, hold on, you, you guys have gone back and forth on it. This, this episode um, should be called "I Am the Law." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here, here's here's who I'll quote. Um, Nikki Solis, the same day that the announcement came out about Kamala uh, being stuff, the VP yeah. choice, uh, Nikki Solis, for those who don't know, is the deputy public defender in San Francisco with. 24 years basically going against Kamala. Yeah. Now the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if she's if she's the public defender and Kamala was the DA, they butted heads and should be about as politically uh, and ideologically different as you could possibly get. And uh, Nikki Solis did not have to say a single word positive, but amazingly, um, she says a lot of positive things, including, and this is from just USA Today uh, on the 10th, as San Francisco DA, Harris refused to seek the death penalty even on a case where a very respected police officer was tragically killed. She's using that as a positive. I know Stitch Widget to his story. She's also stating, and these are the quotes, marijuana sale, sales cases were routinely reduced uh, to misdemeanors. According to Nikki Solis, these are not my words, they're not the words of prodigy. Um, the other thing that I found just was kind of interesting uh, was that she said here, I grappled with the idea of defending a former prosecutor for a long time, but Harris is more than that. I have to acknowledge the truth and say what I feel, and this is Nikki Solis, not Prodigy, uh, is right to set the record straight. Um, basically stating that she was the most progressive uh district attorney um, that she's come across. Now, you can take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, you don't have to believe Nikki Solis. Nikki Solis is certainly not on a national level at all. Um, but I think that it's, it's important to present that as someone who also knows the law and who's on the exact opposite side of her for literally over two decades speaking very positively, frankly, uh, about her record. I am not telling anybody how to vote. I want to be very, very, very clear on this, but I am going to repeat something that I've said on this show many, many times this year. This is going to all come down to whether you believe in the incumbent or not. And if you want the incumbent to be in there, then you vote for Trump. If you don't, then you get Biden. There is no other human being barring someone dying or resigning that will be in the White House in January other than one of those two men 
as the POTUS. Doesn't matter how anybody feels. Yeah, and that's it. Really doesn't. That's a fucking shame because it's like this. To me, this has got to be the two shittiest voice, the two shittiest <laughs> fucking options in my lifetime. I, I want to say of all yeah. time, but I'm not that fucking old. That's tough. So maybe maybe old ninja can can tell us, but. These are, these are the shittiest choices I've ever There's been a few. There's been a few. I thought Hillary Bush. and Trump was bad, but I mean, Jesus Christ, this yeah. is even fucking worse. Bush ran against. Who was it that Bush ran against in his. Gore. Gore, Gore yeah. first. Gore and. Uh, yeah. was a, uh, uh, Kerry. Gore and Kerry. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just, it, at, least for my two, <laughs> at least for my two cents, uh, uh, I didn't have a problem with Gore per se. Um, you know, for, for my two cents, Hillary, from a personality standpoint, was a little rough. And I, you know, I have no problem saying that I tend to sometimes vote uh, on, on the blue side. But I, Hillary was one be one of those hold my nose. Now, at the same time, I did not for eight years uh, have a problem, per se, with, with, with Biden um, while he was at, as a VP. For the country for eight years uh and i've also said on record on this show that had he ran in 2016 which i think he should have i think he would have won now obviously the proof will be in the pudding this november you know um because it'll be head to head against trump but mm -hmm. it, it's it's going to be one of those two guys it's, it's not going to be anybody else and uh the under undercard uh will be an aspect Kanye. of this whether you like Damn. them or not <laughs> I was going to say the underdog was Kanye. It's, it's, probably, it's funny that you said about Biden because during the whole Obama presidency, like the memes on Biden basically destroy that dude's characteristics. Like every time I every time I see him, I always think of like like the memes that be like, oh, I I pet a I pet a, a rubber ducky in Trump's desk when he left, and Obama's like, what? Wait, no, you can't be doing that. Like those t those memes from back in the days, and that. <laughs> That really had an impact on me on fucking with Biden. It's hard to like think of him being somebody serious. No, and, and, and here's the thing: at the end of the day, that's totally fine. I think I, I think that uh, you got to welcome discourse. You got to welcome uh, presenting of the facts in a logical way. I don't have a problem with that at all. I just find it interesting. There's been so much uh, discourse, particularly on the left, um, that I'm just like, look. If you were Bernie, if you were uh, Buttigieg, if you were anybody, those people aren't in the running. Now, they may, they may if Biden wins, they may be able to get uh, powerful cabinet seats, you know, that that's uh, within the realm of possibility. But this really is going to be about, it's going to be how you feel about the incumbent, Trump. That's, that's exactly what's going on. And I'm, I would also say this, too. Had we had um, a robust economy going on, it would have been a very different campaign. I don't even think Trump would have needed to attack anybody. All he would have been like is, hey, economy's going well. I brought you here. This is it. But, you know, it, it, that is going to be a tough sell. He's been, I mean, that's the problem with, with a narcissist. They just don't know how to sit still and keep their mouth shut. And essentially... That seems to be the what's what's going on right now is just him setting himself on fire pretty much and <laughs> helping out Biden. Biden really hasn't had the need to say anything. And essentially, I mean, if this was like a football game, it's like all I need to do is just take a knee. We're like, what well, is the third yeah. quarter? 
but I just don't need to throw any interceptions or fumble the ball right now. And I mean, it sounds like a, a chicken shit strategy, but I mean, but he's also what's the, the problem with the what's problem the end goal? The problem um, with him though is that he was MIA for like weeks and months at, at times, where he's just like doing these weird videos in his basement. I'm just like, bro, you need to come out and like talk to people. You need to show why you're the guy that is better than President Trump. Yeah, I mean, like he, I mean, taking the the approach you're talking about, Stitch, is, I mean, that's a way you can go, but we need real leadership, and I think that the fact, especially these last, like, you know, four or five months, shit, even, like, probably six months now, six months, we needed a leader, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that Joe Biden has come out there and actually explained how he can be a better leader than than President Trump. Like, he he just, he's been in the way for so long. (laughs) When he could have really capitalized on it, because you, you can't just assume that this guy's mm-hmm. gonna fuck. Trump's base does not give a fuck if he fucks up. They don't give a shit how mushmouth he is on TV. They don't give a shit about all his gas. They don't give a shit about p- talking about grabbing pe- grabbing women by the pussy. They don't care about Correct. any of that. They just care about this this broken promise that they're gonna make their lives better. Meanwhile, we have what sixty million people on unemployment. Like, yep. why isn't Joe Biden out there talking about that? Why isn't he talking about yeah. how, you know, President Trump is sitting up there talking about China when the problem that we're having is here in America. It's not in China. It's here in America. You know, if he'd have hammered that shit home, I think he'd have been in a much better position. But for some reason, he decided to just sit in a basement for weeks and months at a time. I'm like, that's you can't do that. Like, you need to show America that you're going to be a goddamn leader before they vote for you. I'm not voting well, for him. I, he needs to convince other people. Well, I, I, but let's. I'm sorry. Well, but let's let's be clear though. Yes, you can disagree with the strategy, and it isn't inspirational. I, I will fairly admit that. At, and at the yeah. same time, if if they're to be believed, and you got to take everything with a grain of salt, margin of error, because of Trump's own gaffes, it does not show nationally right this particular moment. Things can change by November, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't show that Trump has a uh, a lead over Biden nationally. Ooh, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some pushback on that one because I'm not gonna fall for this fucking catfish again. Because the same shit happened <laughs> with Hillary Clinton. All right, everybody said Hillary Clinton was so up in the fucking polls. It's because the people they're t- they're taking the polls in places to where there's no Trump voters. That's what they're doing. I'm not, I'm not falling for that shit again. So they, they, they come up every fuck every poll can say that Trump is down, and I, I'm still thinking that he's probably gonna fucking win, because the same shit happened four years ago. And for somebody to sit there and forget about what happened four fucking years ago, when literally they said that Hillary Clinton was gonna win by a wide margin, and she fucking got destroyed in the electoral college. She did. I mean, come on. There's, there, Let's not there's do no doubt about it. Hold on. There, yeah. There's no doubt about it that she got destroyed in 2016. She lost wholeheartedly in the Electoral College. There's no doubt. I'm not defending that one bit. She won the popular vote, though. So, yeah. yeah all, wait, what? She won the popular vote. She won the popular vote. Just so unfair. Yeah, of she course. Won the vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you know, that's a uh, uh, a, a, a participation trophy, for, you know, that doesn't yeah. mean <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, we, we will like, see. Ages. I was looking up because I know Joe Biden is seventy-seven years old right now. Seventy-seven years old—that's fucking old. Trump is seventy-four. Yeah, I was about to say Trump is in his seventies too, man. These are old yeah, men. Yeah, you know, no, no, but fucking Nancy Pelosi is fucking eighty. Yeah, she's old as fuck too. Yeah, she's holy. She's, she's man, old. There, there, there needs to be there needs to be an age cap for these these people because 
need it, man. That's I totally agree. Oh man, I mean, I'm not trying to be old ages or anything, but like, life is no. a whole lot different. Hold on. So, I wanted to quickly pull it back to Kamala, and, and even though this pertains rightly to Trump, this is what he said on a radio show. He went on a national radio. Yeah, I've had it for a minute, but I didn't want to interrupt because it was too good. It was so good. But um, he was on the Clay Travis show, a radio show on national TV. What Trump had said is first of referring to Joe Biden. He says, first of all, he roped himself into a certain group of people. He went on to say, some people will say that men are insulted by that, and some people will say it's fine. I don't know. That statement right there, I think, is a little, there's a little bit of shade to Kamala, a little bit. And so I I think the biggest thing that's more shade is is comments about uh, suburbia being under attack uh, in terms of if, if you, and that's, here we go again with the, dog whistling uh, <laughs> in terms of like suburbia being under attack that means oh you're gonna have black people moving into your 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 elite areas of society and shit like that it's just like hopefully and and I think those those hard-headed trump voters that i don't think that they're changing their mind you're not going to win those people over no uh, nope. i just hope that it's those people that are like in the moderate those people that i guess in 2016 thought that well maybe Maybe we do need something different. Maybe, maybe his, we we just need something who's not really a politician. Maybe that'll work. Maybe they fucking seen after this four year fucking shit show that all right, enough of this bullshit. So ho- hopefully, that's who I think that maybe Biden is maybe appealing. In theory, it's like you're not really doing much. You're just squatting on the football at this point. But yeah. when when Trump keeps saying crazy inflammatory shit like this. It's like, I, I just hope that people don't get lazy in terms of like, oh yeah, this, this is no, no big deal. Cause I mean, I, I went out and I voted myself, but I thought it was going to be just, it was going to win. Like, um, so hopefully people just won't be lack, just have this lazy fair attitude and just make sure that they go out and vote, that their friends go out and vote and they don't just assume shit. Because I, I obviously he, he's just a detriment to society at this point, and it's it's embarrassing. We're in this crazy ass situation. We haven't talked about the Rona, but 160,000 people still dead and shit like that. But we're playing with the numbers and trying to downplay it and, and all this other dumb shit. But it's just like, all right, anyone? I mean, you have to really actively try to be worse in this, like. How, how do you be worse and not actively try to be worse in terms of like being a leader? I, I don't, I don't know how. All right. Let me just say two things real quick about uh, what blue was saying about the ageism thing. Uh, let me ask anybody listening to this podcast, a simple question. Would you trust anybody 70, 70 years plus old to do anything for you? Anyone 70 plus years old to do anything for you. I mean, I'm trust them with any fucking task. Maybe. What task would you trust them with? It depends on the seventy-year-old. I'm not going to categorize a seventy-year-old. What would you trust them with I in mean, your life to to manage for you in your life? I mean, the the most obvious answer for me is seventy-year-old. Is an accountant? Are, 
are, are actually, well, yeah, there's accountants, there, there are 70 year old, <laughs> there's a 70 year old that watches my two children from time to time, you know, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, there are things. There, but it's fair of you things. Like I, I wouldn't yeah. trust some random seventy plus year old to run anything. Like they should be retired. Like they shouldn't be doing anything on a regular basis for anything. Like they they should be enjoying their later years as a retiree, not running a fucking country or running any large organization. As far as I'm concerned, when I'm that age, I don't want, hmm. I don't want to run shit. They were around before the civil rights movement, so yeah. or, well, at least yeah, the civil rights movement was taking place. So and it shows. they've seen how things should be. And every time Trump talk about like make America great again, like that's the first thing that pops in my head is like how things were for Caucasians before the civil rights movement happened, or after before. Yeah, it I mean, took over. <laughs> here's the, here's the thing. I don't have a problem per se, as long as you are uh, demonstrating that you have some vigor and whatnot and some sense, you know, with you being 70 per se, uh, it is getting up there. You know, I think that there is a possibly a threshold. Now, when you're talking about 90, 95, uh, maybe I'm, uh, you can twist my arm a little bit. Go ahead, Stitch. Do we, do we not, do we not trust Samuel L. Jackson 71? Yeah. Do we not trust him to run shield? He says motherfucker. Samuel L. Jackson. I trust Samuel L. Jackson to, to do a lot of shit. I, I mean, I'm not going to run security of my house. I wouldn't. I wouldn't vote for him to be president. I'll tell you that shit. Uh, well, oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's different. But yeah, or, in terms of anything. Or yeah, do I my mean, taxes? <laughs> or give me any kind of fucking real world? Or maybe some advice. But it's only pretending to like acting and shit like that. Maybe some other stuff. But it's like I'm not going to trust him to run anything. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna be black and white about it. It depends on the guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if Sam Jackson can run Shield, uh, he he all right in my book. Well, all also, right. Let, I, so, hold on, I, I want to get real quick because um, I don't know how more in three minutes. Stitch talked about um, dog whistling well, uh, about uh, suburban neighborhoods, and so what he's talking about the dog whistling because. If y'all heard what he said and don't understand, it's because it was dog whistle. Because it was it was at us, <laughs> <laughs> like people of mm -hmm. color. It's it has to do with redlining. So basically, and it's already it's already been laid out. I already saw it with uh, fucking Ben Carson already rolling back um, housing uh, rights that people have. You know where they're gonna start rezoning shit in a certain way. These are all things that were done for redlining, where basically they they said that if you were a person of color, you couldn't move into certain neighborhoods. So to me, as long as you, if you have the money and the, the the income to live somewhere, you should be able to live there. The fact that you're trying to scare people and talking about criminals moving to your neighborhood. Criminals, most people don't really seem to understand that most criminals in America, um, it's like less than 10% of those criminals are violent offenders. Most of them are in jail for fucking drug crimes. I don't give... Everybody, most people in America do drugs of some sort. Even kids buy prescription drugs for some reason because they have Ritalin and all this other fucking bullshit. So it's like there, there's really no excuse to why we are calling people criminals but they don't really understand who the criminals are. Because most criminals in America are just people that are just doing drugs. And I don't give a shit if you're doing drugs. Just don't, just don't go out there and do other fucking uh, bullshit like assault people or rob them or do some shit like that. Those are real crimes to me. You're just doing drugs on your own? I don't give a fuck about that. I don't think anybody else should, because it's your own personal... T it's it's like me giving a shit about what position you're having sex in. Why the fuck would I give a shit about that? You know? You do what you want to do on your own time. 
And I think most of America is, they don't, they just don't understand that shit at all. Sorry, there's some shit flying in front of me. Um, <laughs> better not be that same spider. No, yeah, it's, another spider. it's something definitely flying. But it's just like people, like they, they use the, the term criminal to really talk about minorities. That's the dog whistling part of it. And the fact is, is that most people that are actually criminals ain't doing the kind of crimes that you're thinking about. All right, they ain't out there fucking raping your fucking women. They ain't out there fucking beating you up. They ain't out there fucking murdering you. The vast majority of people in jail are in jail for drug crimes. Okay. Before before we change subjects, uh, one of the cool things I did see uh, about Kamala Harris was that um, the, she officiated the first same-sex marriage in the state of California after, I think it was Prop, what, 13? That, uh, mm -hmm. That's cool. That, um, yeah, so I thought that was interesting fact. I was like, I, oh, I, I had no idea she was, I guess, there for that, and she officiated the first, I guess, gay wedding. So I thought that was kind of pretty cool for her to sort of do and be involved with or whatever. I mean, but that's, that's like I said, to push, to be a part of. I, I'm cool with that. Yeah, like I said, I I got my negatives on her. I got my things on 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 the fence about. So, and like you said, just because the person's black doesn't mean we're all gonna fucking vote for her or whatever. That's why I have a lot of people with beefing with this whole. Oh yeah, Kanye's gonna take the black vote. Like, give us some yeah, credit. He's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He believes slavery was well, voluntary. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> like, yeah. are you fucking serious? Why don't he, he might be he talking shit about? Uh, mm. Yeah, Kanye might be under investigation because I guess whoever he had doing his uh, signature thingies, yeah, I guess a lot of the signatures they re they received have been considered to be fake. Yeah, and yeah. there might be some investigation on, on all that thing? stuff. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess real quick before we we go to some nerdy shit, um, and it, we'll just table it for a different day in terms of like in depth on it. Where do you guys stand on I guess the death penalty in general? Are you guys pro for or whatever? Who wants to start? You start, bitch. Who should? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I guess I'm I'm pro. Okay. Pro, but I'm not a hard, fast pro, case by case. But use it in extreme circumstances. I I will say uh, I have flipped and fucking flopped on this probably yeah. all of my adult life. Yeah. Right this moment in mid 2020. Uh. You know, after both of my kids being around and everything, I, I'm going to say I lean towards being against it. Um, but I will say my arm can, it's not a hard against, my arm can be twisted in some really extreme circumstances where uh, somebody got to die, you know, and uh, <laughs> maybe the world government needs to take a, a take that person out. So I, that's where I am. I know that sounds kind of wishy-washy, but that's my take. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back off you too, because I'm I'm that way too. I've been flipping, flopping back and forth with it too, and like I think the if it's if the crime was some people like and shot out of the school and like the evidence and stuff is there, like okay, I might be for a death penalty, but if it's something like you're not sure if you did it or not, and this and that, like yeah, you know the death penalty, you might be killing an innocent man. That's what I'm like. That's that's not mm -hmm. cool. So. I think it depends on the storylines, the evidence is hard, facts, but still, again, I'm, I'm still kind of against the death penalty, but then again, it's also like, you know, if they did it and it's for sure, then yeah, you, you, you got to go, <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> go 
so you guys are aware who of uh, who Ted Bundy is, right? Oh yeah. You guys are aware who uh, Timothy McVeigh is, right? Clearly. Yes. Oklahoma so, City bomber. So those two people were people who were tried, convicted, and were served capital punishment. So in that respect, I am pro death penalty because some some of those people like that they truly need to be gone however like since you're saying case by case there are people who are on death row for like like robbery maybe maybe robbery homicide you know but i think maybe life in prison depending on the situation the evidence or whatnot may be better but there are some there are some people who truly need to go, especially in my point of view, people who hurt children like they either had uh, they either molested a child and then butchered them and did it multiple times with other people's kids. But yet they do 20, 25 years. Those are the kind of people I think deserve to be, you know, uh, sitting in the chair, getting the getting the IV or getting the, the shot or in some cases bring back the firing squad I say but you know like again case by case basis but I am I have to say I am for you know capital punishment Kronos alright so yeah I've I flipped off flip flopped on this a little bit as well um, it's a difficult subject because you know, you're killing somebody for killing somebody. Can you tell them that killing is wrong? And then you kill them. Yep. <laughs> like, logically, it's fucking, it's, 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 it messes with me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think that there needs to be a more preponderance of evidence when it comes to the death penalty. Um, that's a legal term. Stitch can tell you about that more than me. Um, and I think that right, right now, the, the evidence is set a little bit too low as far as I'm concerned. Uh... But there's also times where, you know, you know when somebody did it because there's like video evidence or uh, multiple eyewitness testimonies that are unrelated eyewitness testimonies, you know, because the eyewitness t- testimonies can be fucked up too. Stacey, t- Stacey tell you about that as well. Um, of course. With, with, <laughs> we, we've all seen my cousin Vinny. Yeah. What's a you? With that, <laughs> that being said, I would like to take the uh, the George Carlin approach when it comes to uh, assholes that like to murder, rape, and you know do violent crimes. And it's to take a small portion of America, you wall it off, and then once every year uh, you have a small opening that opens up, and one person can get it out, can can get out of that place. <laughs> if they can manage to get out, then they might be set free, maybe. But usually they just yeah. all kill each other inside this small area. And you make it a TV show, and you make it a pay per view. And uh, that way, that would help out the economy. Back to the, give back to the community. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love it. Uh, Jason, I'd pay Jason a lot of money chat. to watch that on pay per view. Yeah. So Jason in chat said that uh, when they asked Polly Klaus' dad if he would watch the execution of his daughter's murderer, he said, "I would bring a bottle of wine." Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Like if if I saw somebody like murder my kid. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, yes. I would. I'm not waiting for death penalty. And if I, if I go to jail, I'll, I'll go to jail. Like, I'll, I'll accept the... Pe- this is what's fucked up. A couple years back, this was like three or four years ago, there was a guy, you can look it up right now, I forget the guy's fucking name, but it was a child molester that went to jail, and he got put into um, the same cell as some other guy, and the guy kept talking about 
uh, molesting and then murdering this kid. And so the other convict that was in jail, not a child molester, not a not not a child molester at all. He kept telling the guy to shut the fuck up. And like he's like, mm -hmm. if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm gonna beat your ass. And so the guy wouldn't shut the fuck up and the guy he he fucking murdered him. Like literally he's like, if you don't shut up, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And he did. Like literally, he beat it up until the guy was unconscious. They took off the other guy's shoelaces and then choked him to death. He talked about it rationally. He's like, listen, the guy wouldn't shut the fuck up, up, you know, doing these things to kids and fuck that guy, you know, in the interview. Oh. And then when he got put on trial again, he's like, I have, he's like, I understand what I did was wrong, but it needed to be done. And I cannot find fault in what he was saying, because if I'm stuck in a cell with a guy that I knew raped and killed a kid, it's like. Can I live with this person in my cell? Like, what the fuck? Nope. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like I'm, I know I'm in here for drug charges, but uh, yeah. I'm about to get away with murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's switch. Let's switch it up. Let's switch it up. Let's switch it up. We, actually, we can... before, before, something happier, please. Well, since we're switching up, while we're switching okay. up, I just want to I just want to bring up the the black elephant in the room, and that is the black is beautiful beer. <laughs> That's the best one. Is that the yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, one? I just finished my first. Wait, which, which yeah, one so do you guys have? He's got the, he's got the one from, um, Ghost the Town. one I picked up. Ghost from, Town, okay. Yeah, from Ghost Town. Yeah, yeah. You so, Ghost Rota. Town here in Oakland had released their version of the, of the, um, Black is Beautiful beer. And one thing, one cool thing about this beer is that. That's not the Ghost Town. So there's one brewery in, no, no, I'm just saying, like the one in Texas, no, the one or the company in Texas. The is the, no, no, I know. This one's the, the. The Alvarado oh, Street yeah. one, but um, I'm just saying like uh, so it was Friday I picked it up. So Friday I literally went to to um, Ghost Town Friday. Brewery and I picked up beer for the whole crew basically. And Thanks. I didn't I didn't know that there were different versions of this beer. Like I just thought like okay there was one recipe and that was it. And that, that was the recipe that um, it's called West Winterfield Souls. Down in Texas, Weathered they're Souls. the one that. Oh, created... it's called Weather Souls. Weathered, Weathered Souls, because the the guy that is the brewer there, he's he's actually in our group, the the Brothers and Craft Brew group. Yeah, his name is Marcus. But yeah, so they released the beer. I mean, Carlos talked about this before, but they released the recipe, and it's on their site. We can go to um, Black is Beautiful Beer. Dot is it dot beer or something like that? Yeah, Black is Beautiful so, dot beer. Yeah. Yeah, so I went to the, I went to a brewery in Oakland that had the beer there, and I picked it up for the for the crew, except for uh, Oninger because he's in San Jose. But um, yeah, I picked it up for everybody. But Cronus um, uh, had like a version that came from like uh, Monterey Bay, which is uh, the what's the name of the beer company? The Avenue the Avenue uh, Street Alvarado Alvarado Street Alvarado, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so there's so the one that you get originally is called is just an imperial stout, but this one's an imperial stout with cocoa nips and vanilla beans, and it's a twelve point five percent alcohol by volume, and it's it's fucking delicious and super strong, yeah. and it's so easy to drink and get fucked up like real quick off of one can. Nice. But um, yeah, so if you have if you if you go to their website, you can definitely like look it up and find out what breweries near you have it. Because I think right now it's like over a thousand and fifty breweries that are making this beer. Yeah. So if you can pick it up, definitely try it out because man, it's fucking delicious. Like even the one I got from, um, from the one up in Oakland is really good. But man, this one is like probably my top three beers. 
props to props to Kronos. Uh, thank you for bringing uh, the attention to this originally. And I know we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's an awesome cause. Uh, good beer. And uh, shout out to them. We're, we're obviously not getting paid. It's not a, a commercial we're doing for them. We just like their stuff and we like the, the, the message. So big props. Yeah. And all right. I'm grabbing the now. Oh, oh, real quick. Because the bourbon. Because <laughs> Blue didn't mention it. Um, is that when you buy this beer, all the proceeds go towards uh, civil rights movements or the ACLU, which is a civil rights movement? But uh, it goes to a civil defense funds. If you if you read the actual can, it should tell you um, where it's going to. Um, usually it does. This one just says uh, brewed to support justice and equality for people of color. So if you go to the, like the actual, if you, like if you go to Ghost Town Brewery and you this is the one I'm, I just drank. And you look up their Black is Beautiful on their website, it'll tell you exactly what charity that they're giving all the proceeds to. And some of them, sometimes they're local, sometimes they're national, but it's really cool that they're all towards the same sort of movement. And and it's usually towards, you know, it's all towards people of color or legal defense funds for people of color and all that kind of shit. Now, that's why, I mean, like, it's a special beer um, on its own, but the fact that it's um, positive, positively impacting people of color in america um is amazing so yeah i'll leave it at that anyway go ahead and then wait right on quick thing. uh correction alvarado street brewery is actually in salinas it's not in monterey my bad uh, salinas is near no monterey isn't it yeah, yeah. It's right there yeah yeah just it's right there yeah. and um also you can get this delivered yeah I got alvarado in, in, in the area you yeah. deliver yes good shit uh we are all of a certain age god damn it especially old dandy he is an old fucking fuck uh, I got into something online on uh, Facebook with some of the young. Uh, here we go. Some of these, yeah, with some of these young bucks, goddamn it. And part of it is the fault of the goddamn media to, and to a certain extent. Here's what I'm talking about: uh, the Matrix movies, according to the Wachowski sisters, uh, were always the trilogy itself were always a trans movie. Um, <laughs> no, the fuck it was. This, yeah. I, this is just categorically motherfucking false. Um, again, I, all of us were legal adults, uh, 18, 19, 20 years old, somewhere in there, young 20s, when this movie came out. It was a huge fucking hit. Rated R, huge fi- fucking hit. At the time, the directors, who didn't do a whole lot of fucking interviews, were the Wachowski brothers. But there's no trans scenes in this movie whatsoever. The movies in the 90s that were trans movies would be like, Boys Don't Cry, To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newbar, or whatever, and then The Crying Game. Those were trans movies. <laughs> the Matrix was not. Yeah, there's only one, there's only literally one character in the whole entire movie that I, that I would consider not even, stri- not straight. Only one that I would consider not straight. Maybe two, but in the first movie... Definitely only one. It was the the chick with the white hair, which is like maybe she's probably not straight, but that's yeah the whole, okay. She couldn't much. That's, yeah, that's that's it. That definitely back then, like there was no hint to a trans person. There was no nothing. They didn't kind of like try to retcon it. It's like no, you dropped no hints. You did nothing. This was not a trans movie. Um, I don't, At all. And I, I have no problem with we. I don't have a problem with trans movies, but like for you to sit there and say like. Years later, like 20 plus years later, is it 20 plus years? I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm getting old. Yeah, it came out in 99. Yeah. yeah. About 12 years, yeah. I watched it, so, on, I watched it when I was in the Marine Corps and I was in 29 Palms. 
That's all I remember because I, I drove to like Ontario to go watch this movie, and I was that was far. Yeah, I was blown away. That's that was the nearest decent movie theater where where, where I was at. I was blown away by this movie. Why wouldn't of course? Why wouldn't you drive to San Diego if you had twenty nine pounds? Ontario is closer than than look on a map, bro. I saw the map. We drove, we drove by it. So depending on. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked on geography. I'm I'm gonna ask the question that obviously you've been getting drilled on or whatever, and I have no skin in the game at all or whatever. But I saw somebody ask it to you, and I started dying laughing. I I don't know if I was driving a car or whatever, but I I was dying laughing. Um, How are you gonna tell the people that fucking created the movie Mm -hmm. what the fuck they did with that? Because God forbid the tables were turned on some shit. Yeah, it'd be like, yo, yeah. Uh, black and the black times infinity. Yeah, y'all didn't create this podcast or whatever. Y'all created it for <laughs> for X Y Z. I don't so care if you if you guys created it. This is what y'all did. Y'all full of shit. Like that's kind of like head something. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because here's the thing: you can say uh, that it was inspired by uh, you as a director were inspired by some personal things in your own head and in your own life. Uh, and that was what what you were thinking while making it. That's perfectly in bounds. I don't care about that shit. What you won't do is tell me the movie was this. But you won't based do. On, based, hold on. Based on the fucking fact that there's no scenes, not a single one. And you had an ability to say showcase if you wanted to. If you really wanted to make it a trans movie or a, an implied trans movie, you had the ability to say... Uh, Neo, when he's in the Matrix, is going to present himself as female. You could have done that. You could have done that in, within the bounds of the movie. It, it could have quote-unquote worked. That did not happen. There are no trans scenes in the movie. So that's why I'm not going to let you say that it was a trans movie, because there's no trans dialogue, there's no trans scenes, there's no trans actors. Come on! Like, the only okay. thing I can so, think of that, mm-hmm. is, that would make it be trans is that, that Neo wasn't comfortable in his own body but when he was outside of the matrix he had the same fucking body so that didn't make any goddamn sense <laughs> at all so <laughs> that, yeah, that's that part not yeah. yeah i mean uh i've seen i've seen this argument uh that you've had with the the kids or whatever whatever have you and a lot of them were saying as stitch brought up the the one how are you going to tell the creator what they did and did not do <laughs> and, also, uh, a lot of people are saying, well, what if Neo's story is an allegory to the Wachowski brothers living through the system and trying to break out of that system and be who they truly wanted to be? And they wrote that story in the confines of cyberpunk, sci-fi, and whatnot. Sure. They just use this as an allegory sure. this is for their transition. So, so I mean, they waited, three, three so, movies? So they waited... Go ahead, Chronos. So, they, go ahead, so they waited, you know, 20 years... Mm-hmm. And then also years after they they both became trans, because they didn't both become trans at the same time. It's like one of them became trans mm-hmm. first, and then I think a year or so later the other one became yeah, the other one trans, trans yep. which is totally fine. I'm 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 totally fine with the uh, the trans community. Anybody wants to be trans unless you're a kid. That's where it gets weird to me, but um, only because I don't think that kids should be have any sorts of hormones introduced into their bodies below a certain age. When you're an adult, do whatever the fuck you want. If you're an adult, do whatever the fuck you want. Um, but yeah, the fact that there was literally no hints, 
all all these years up until this year for some odd reason, all of a sudden now you want to say it's a trans movie. Well, you could have said it at any other. If you would have said it, like right around the time when you were like decided to 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 transition, you might have had more skin in the game, but not really because there's still like no evidence in the movie. And maybe if you wanted to say, hey, there was stuff that we want to put in in the. And the producers and the people that were actually funding the, the, the movie were like, no, don't do that. You could have told that kind of story. You know, that would have been more relevant. But even still, uh, if, they, if they said, take this stuff out, and you did, then it makes it not a trans movie. You know what I mean? It's still... It, Period. It really well, does. I, like, I don't, It shouldn't be controversial at all, really. Like, if you want to make a, a new movie about a trans person or people then definitely do that make a badass one i hope it's i hope you make the fucking matrix the new matrix track if you want <laughs> go ahead yeah like i don't give i'll probably well, I'll, I'll still fucking watch the fucking movie why not i'm, why I'm not? definitely watching the new one if neil turns out to be like some chick with if he literally if neil turns out to be trinity then <laughs> I'll be like, yeah well, that, that's fine wait so wait, look, check this out check this out i got one for you so okay so neil's considered the one and it's supposed to be either there's only one rate or one sex. Either you're one, either white, you're either female or male. But then Trinity, it's like three, right? So there's man, woman, and then you got trans. Neil Neil didn't feel like he wasn't the one until Trinity had told him that he was the one. So therefore, by Trinity telling Neil that he was the one, that <laughs> that signifies that Neil <laughs> wanted to be trans the whole fucking time. <laughs> You but get Morpheus. it? So, you know what? There, there it is. But no. Mor but That's Morpheus a reach. said he was the one. Yeah, huh? exactly. Mor Morpheus said he was Does the one. Does it matter, though? No, no. no. Neil, Neil, didn't believe, Neil didn't believe that he was the one until Trinity had told him on her on his dying fucking breath that I love you and, like, you're the reason. The, the Oracle told me that I would fall in love with the one and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden he comes to life. True, but we also we also find out that Neil's not the only quote unquote one. He's like yeah. the seventh iteration of the one. Well, um, here's a here's here's the deal though. I mean, remember when this movie dropped? We all thought, and I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth. If you go back to our 1999 mindset, we thought that this was basically our cyberpunk Star Wars. Like this was huge, and it was yeah, analyzed. It was analyzed from every fucking angle. I was in college when it came out, man. We we kept talking about it. We kept writing stuff about it on the early versions of the internet. There were people doing stuff about it. I mean, this was dissected from every fucking angle. That's how we all know these scenes, especially in the first one, uh, so well. And you didn't include it in there. There's also been no released deleted scenes after 20 years or any... Uh, original script after 20 years that shows, oh, Neil was always, you know, uh, born a woman or anything like that. You you have no evidence. All you're saying is years after the fact, two fucking decades after the fact, I want you to view it this way because of something that I've done in my real life well, this way. Yeah, so let's, I'm going to, I'm going to be an asshole, okay? I'm going to be a sheriff asshole. The Matrix 1 was their crowning achievement. In yep. any cinema, okay? After The Matrix 1, which, listen, uh, I don't know if it's because I was in the Marine Corps, because when the movie came out in 1999, I was in comm school, okay? So I just graduated boot camp, went to comm school. I didn't see 
that much media attention towards the Matrix. Can you guys verify that for me? Because you guys were civilians at the time. Oh, uh, there. I mean, so up until yeah, up until up until the Matrix came out, there's very few talk about it. Okay. There, all it went was the tagline, "What is the Matrix?" Because people were like, "Well, what is the Matrix?" You go to the website, there'd be cryptic stuff. There'd be stuff you can kind of like uh, decode and even hack the site playfully or whatnot. But once the movie came out, it caught fire. Well, no, but so up until then, so it didn't even catch fire. Okay. So this is, I think this is a misconception for most people. When The Matrix first dropped, I, I think, I'm pretty sure I watched it like the weekend that it dropped because I was amazed from what I saw, like the very few things that I saw. And I watched it opening weekend and the theater was not full. <laughs> oh, oh. Woo, woo. Woo. When, I, <laughs> when I saw it opening weekend, there was people laying down in the aisles oh, wow. because okay. every seat was packed there's a part the part in the train when they're about to where neo and um agent smith were about to i'll never fucking forget this they're about to score off the fucking air was rushed out of the fucking theater and my friend who's sitting next to me he literally says fuck him up for neo the whole fucking theater Scream, shouted, people threw fucking popular in the air. One dude jumped out of the fucking seat. Like, the whole place went fucking crazy. And I had never experienced that ever again in the theater. I thought a riot was going to break out. That's how fucking crazy it was opening night. So it wasn't like that for me. You know, you know, what's, <laughs> you know, you know what's, so what's interesting about this whole trans thing is that the only thing I took away from the first Matrix was like, are we in a matrix? Like, is are mm-hmm. we living in the matrix now? Like, I didn't think about the whole trans thing. I'm just thinking, like, okay, I've had incidents where, okay, deja vu. I saw fucking, I like, felt like I had deja vu. I'm like, oh shit, is this? Am I stuck in the matrix? That's like the only thing I ever pulled from that. I ever pulled the whole fucking transgender thing from there. Also, now, what I don't, I don't understand about this prodigy is that you of all people. <laughs> who is the food champion? Who champions? You should have been like, oh, okay, this is great. I get food is now in cyberspace. I figured you'd have been all about it, but no. You're just like, hmm. Here's the thing. I, I don't like revisionist history bullshit sometimes, like when it's truly a, a, a reach, goddammit. Um, but what I will say is when it comes to these movies, these are beloved movies, especially the first one. You know, I, I, I fucking loved it. And I know for a fucking fact that uh, when the Wachowski, uh, Wachowski brothers transition one you know one after the other as a whole the matrix fucking community supported them there wasn't a whole lot of trans hatred uh, geared no. towards them like no, they, they were... most people in the matrix community was very supportive of them so sorry okay, so saying, what i was what... trying to get back to real quick is that after the the first matrix like their other movies that they made have not been great they have not yeah, they been shit. Okay, so listen, I, I shit. the Matrix, the first Matrix was fucking awesome. The second one was okay, and the third one was like, uh eh. And then after that, like uh, Atlas, was it called something? Atlas. Oh, Cloud Atlas. Yeah, that's that was a fucking. Oh shit my god, show. so bad. Uh, there was another one they did was was not good. It wasn't as bad as you know the Atlas one, but Cloud Atlas. Yeah, it was uh, bad. Yeah, Cloud Atlas was fucking so bad because it kept. Swapping back yeah. and forth between different different time periods and shit like that was so bad, um, but yeah, after the Matrix, they have not really recovered. Oh, like actually, 
Hold on, I gotta, I gotta. So there's another one that's probably worse than Cloud Atlas, and that was Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, that was all. That was all bad. What's up? They produced Ninja uh, Ninjas Assassins. That was that was decent. That's producing though. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. A little different. But but here's my here's my other thing though. Like. Again, if you are young, like if you were born in the early 2000s, you miss this stuff. So like when I was talking to some of these young folks, they just, they actually uh, wrongfully were telling me, well, back in the 90s, there were, there were no trans movies. And you know, yeah, no. There, there were a few. There yeah, were a few trans movies. And so, and, and again, Boys Don't Cry won a whole bunch of well, fucking awards, I think, for Hillary Swank. It's also like an invalid I, argument. Like, you just saying that there's not no trans movies back then doesn't mean that they made a trans movie. That's a exactly shit ever. <laughs> okay, I, real, real quickly, it would be interesting to hear uh, our, our, fellow, our fellow friend and, and uh, trash-ass Saints fan, Joaquin, uh, give his input on this, because uh, he knows so it goes on beat, I guess, on a, on a movie set and everything. Um, I, I'm i not a, a Matrix fanboy or whatever, so I, I do have some questions because I didn't really fully read the article. Um, were they saying that, like, they, were they denied being able to fully clarify some stuff in, in this article? Were they saying that, like, oh, yeah, with, in, were they, like, citing specific examples in their movie where, yeah, this happened, but we were wanted to do, we wanted to do this? But the studio said no or anything, so I'd be interested to hear that uh, aspect of it. And like for me, it's like, what's the motivation now for coming out about this? Like, exactly. how does even get brought up? Like, is there some sort of Matrix DVD coming out that we want to get more? I mean, There's Matrix a... is is a is a cult classic. Like, I don't think that's that's argue. You can't argue that. I mean, oh, it's, a, it's a hardcore classic. Matrix, Matrix is in its own tier of trilogy movies and your fans mm -hmm. are going to be fans. You're not going to get more fans or, or less fans because of, I mean, it's been out for a while. You love it. If you love it, if you don't, you don't, I don't think saying that, Oh yeah, it was pro trans is going to all of a sudden boost the sales of, of watching that movie and everything. So that, um, that kind of is weird for me, but was like, there's some sort of explanation. Did he go in depth about it or did he just give a general statement? Or was this so, in an like, interview where he said, yeah, this was a trans movie and didn't cite any sources? So they actually, there's an, it's an interview with one of the Wachowskis. So one of the sisters says that this is a, was about a trans story. I don't know about a trans movie. I didn't read the article. And there's also, I don't know if you're aware, sis, there's a, a fourth Matrix coming. So they were filming here in the Bay Area, actually. That was, that was the whole thing about the um, Keanu Reeves sightings. He was sighted yeah. in the media a bunch of times because they were filming out here in the Bay. So I didn't read the article. I just know about it, and I saw the vitriol that was caused with Prodigy telling them, like, the directors are wrong about their, their product. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, wait, didn't they make this? So I'm just saying... Uh you know what? You know what? Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! The Wachowski brothers did make it. The sisters didn't make it. If you, if we want to split hairs, then uh, they, they, they 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 incredible on that. Oh damn! Fuck them! Prodigy is stepping shit now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. No, you ain't. But it's okay. But yeah. I but wanna, they, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Go no no go. Yeah, ahead. I, 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 I want to get your last statement in. I, I was going to add a topic we, we were going to transition into, but I don't know if you had a little closing statement. You no nah, transition talk. transition. Uh, let's talk about this wet ass pussy. Ooh. <laughs> Here we go. Set I, I it up. We're we're, for, we're far enough in the podcast where our mature listeners know what they're listening to right now, so we can have <laughs> some adult we can have some adult conversations. It wasn't like you accidentally found us on iTunes, which you should rate us five stars. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> we're, we're, for the first. <laughs> we're very highly rated on iTunes. I think we're still five stars on iTunes. <laughs> good, good. I'm about to do the blue uh, model and start hijacking phones. But um, yeah, on this, on this, on this song, everything. Um, Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion. Well, it's Cardi B. Cardi B. Megan Thee Stallion. I'm sorry, my bad. I, I don't. Uh, I'm in trouble. But <laughs> I don't pay attention to these hoes like you do. Oh, oh. I, didn't, I did not know what Megan Wait, was that, looked like until I saw this video. Was that Stitcher? Was that Future? Was that Stitcher Future saying that? I, I can't uh, see that. Damn. I don't. I don't even know what Future looks like. Like all, oh, all these, oh, these, oh. these mumble rappers. This is all prodigies, Atlanta, <laughs> HBCU type fucking rappers. It is what it is. It is what it is. They released. They released this song, WAP. Or WAP, or however they're pronouncing WAP. it, but it's WAP. WAP. Stands for wait, wait, wet so ass. If that, well, no, is it is it WAP or is it WAP? Like how I, how should you pronounce? I don't know. It's there, an, there's it's a song and a dance. There's a song and a dance called the WAP or whatever. So that's why I just said I don't know if it's the WAP, WAP. Um, well, but this, this song, like, if you need a cat, then it should be WAP. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to we'll check. Somebody will check Webster's Dictionary and we'll see if we can get the enunciation. Hold on. WAP is an acronym. So it stands for wet ass pussy. Well, we, we've no, had no, issues no, with GIF and GIF, so GIF, let's yeah. move past this. Yeah, yeah. Move on, move on, move on, move on. Keep going. Yeah. So um, the video, I guess, dropped for this. And the video, highly provocative and everything. It's obviously very uh, suggestive. You have two very strong sexual <laughs> black females uh, talking about their sexuality and, and, and doing whatever that is that they want to do. Um, and people were just like grasping their pearls about it. Mm -hmm. um, I, will, I will give my stance on it because me and Old Ninja were going back and forth in our, in our little group chat about it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I have no issue with the video or the lyrics or whatever. I'm not uh -oh. saying that it should be censored in any way, shape or form. And I do understand that, yeah, we've had some freaky ass females rapping and singing about some shit. The fucking Adina Howard changed my life. I've <laughs> that video many times as a high schooler. Oh, I shit. will not deny it. However, this, I mean, obviously we are in a different age in terms of like YouTube and going viral and TikTok and all this other shit where your shit will be seen by people of all ages, all across the country. Um, and it was just kind of, okay, this is a little bit different because YouTube stepped in and be like, yo, you can have this video on here, but y'all ain't having the original lyrics with the video on this platform, which was just like, oh, that's a little bit different. Um, yeah, so I noticed that too. Then the act, 
than the actual uh, lyrics itself. I mean, you can act, you can you can be like, oh yeah, well this video had some some provocative lyrics. I think they pushed the bar a little bit in terms of like lyrics on their song, especially for someone that is mainstream and as popular as those two are right now. Defend your girls. Okay. Uh, first of all, they're not my girls or my hoes. Uh, most of the stuff that I kind of agree with, like I, I don't, I don't have a problem with the song. I don't have a problem with the lyrics. But I will say I don't think it was YouTube explicitly that said you cannot put this on there because I went and looked at your article, quote unquote, that you posted. And it was actually literally a paragraph that quotes that Cardi B says that YouTube said that they can't do something. Well, it's really Cardi B saying, hey, we want to put this on YouTube, but we filmed the clean version. They didn't edit the video for YouTube, they just film the clean version so they can basically not run into issues, I suppose. But she just says, oh, this video is nasty for YouTube, but we're going to shoot the video for the clean version. They released the song and the video on the same day. So I went and watched her um, her 20-minute opening reveal. She didn't say anything about YouTube censoring her. She didn't say anything about uh, they had to change the video. Same thing with the director, um, Colin... Tilly, I believe his name is. He didn't say anything of the, about YouTube stepping in or anything like that. They just went with the radio play because you can hear it on the radio. The radio version of the song is what got posted. Now, that being said, uh, I don't think the lyrics are even that nasty. I mean, personally, I think, like uh, Stitch said, Adina Howard, uh, Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown, uh, Trina, they say some nasty shit. Probably just as, if not no. nasty, than they did. No. I, that's my take on it. Um, um, I also... Fuck, well, lost my train of thought. Oh, I was going to say that uh, the video, if you look it up, the controversy that stems from the video is not the lyrics and it's not the... Yeah, the whole. Literally surrounded by one person. One person in the video is the one that calls the most controversy about the video. If you literally type into Google Cardi B WAP controversy, the first five, six links are not the, are not about what's in the video, not about the lyrics, it's literally about one person. One person were US were US officials bitching about uh Jenner being in it or was it or or no? Because that's what, what got it sort of on the national oh, map was... Uh, hold on, I, so I'm, I need to ask, because uh, I'm ignorant of this. There was some random person that was shown in the video, and I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> that person... Was, not doing anything? Like, who the fuck is this person? That person is Kylie Jenner. Oh, I, mean, I, I don't know who the fuck that is, because I was just like, yeah. who the fuck is this person? She's doing yeah, and that's, and that's why a lot of people, as far as fans go, were really upset. Now, as far as... Government officials... Elected officials that have heard the lyrics of the song, did we not see the same thing with Two Live Crew when they came out? Weren't they trying to well, get banned? Yeah, well, yeah, well, no, 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 no. You, well, maybe well, you were under a rock. Uh, Two Live Crew was banned from a lot of places. Yep. Banned in the USA. Yeah. So, so, what, what are you trying to say? So, 
So I'm trying to say, look, what happened with Two Live Crew, they actually had, they almost had legislation moved because of them and other artists like them, whereas you had an elected official saying that this is disgusting and he felt like he needed to pour holy water in his ear. Different, different, different times. Different times. He's not out there saying, hey, we need to have like legislation against these two women. That was he 30 years home. ago. So, and so he is not out there doing that. All he said is he needed to pour holy water in his ear. Oh, oh Ninja. R R R oh, Ninja. Oh, Ninja. Hold on. You're free now. You're okay. <laughs> you're free. You're American free. Right? Things change over time. Well, kind of. Nobody's going to come after Cardi B and fucking kind of. whatever her name is. They're going to be fine. They're on YouTube. Like, they're fine. Like, is this yeah. is not Tipper Gore's not coming after them. <laughs> you know, so, they'll be fine. For me, for me, when I, when I saw the video, I actually watched it with the sweetness, and I just thought it was funny. Like the whole like, like every the lyrics that they were saying was fucking hilarious and this and that. Like I didn't take any kind of offense to it, and like you know, it's it's women being like I don't think because I mean like what uh, I know in the chat, uh, Odin was kind of saying how like you know guys say stuff that are fucking worse than what the girls are saying. And I, I kind of have to agree with old ninja because, like, yeah, I mean, like, like, there's, like, Snoop Dogg and shit like, talk, and like that, talking about how, like, you know, you know, I fucked this chick and blah, 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 and she ate my ass and blah, blah. It's, like, literally the same stuff that they're saying in the Cardi B song. Like, like rap songs really do talk about, they like, over-sexualize certain different things. And the fact that two females are saying the exact same thing, it just, I don't know, it just... Just seemed normal to me. Like the yeah. whole video was it, funny. It was kind of creative. Like I like kind of how like the cinematography and stuff was gone done. And when they showed Cardi, Cardi Cat, is it Cardi Jenner? Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Kylie. When they showed her, I was like, "Damn, she is fine." So like, <laughs> those are fake as hell, though. Yeah. So okay. hold on. I'm glad you said that, Blue, because I remember Kylie Jenner. Listen, I'm not the person that pays attention to the. Kardashians or anything like that, but I remember seeing Kylie Jenner like years ago, when like they were like the whole Kardashian thing was a thing, and that's she's a plastic surgery, she's, yeah, fucking abomination. Up. Like mm -hmm. she looks quote unquote good, but that's not how she looks. No, her no. actual mm -hmm. natural look looks nothing like that. She relies heavily upon uh, plastic surgery plastic and makeup. Mm -hmm. Like if you go back, look at what Kylie Jenner looked at before and after. They don't look the same. They don't look at the same fucking person. Like, yep. come on, I can pull it up for anybody that's, that's like watching this right now. It looks they're like nothing alike, and it's it's kind of amazing to me. But uh, kind of scary at the same time. Yeah, no, it's just it's it's fucking it's honestly it's disturbing. There is a there is a double standard in terms of like women. Being open about their sexuality. No, so nothing, to do with sex, nothing, to do with, nothing to do with sexuality, man. Um, man say what? Nothing to do with sexuality. It's just like the way. In terms of public response, you don't think they're no? He's referring to no, Kylie Jenner's, Jenner's look. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> two different, yeah. two, two different yeah. things. Two different things. Two different things. Yeah, the fact that someone yeah, no, has like obvious plastic surgery all over their face and body. And all of a sudden, we're just accepting that they. Hold on, is Blue bringing it up? There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you look here, 
that's, this is what she looked like when she was 18. No, that's not even. But if like, I like, that's well, no, this, no, no, this is 18. But if I go, if I go back to her in the video, there you go. go back a few. Yeah, that one right but, there, like what you just showed, is just like looks nothing like the same person. It's just like what the fuck. I don't understand. Yeah, it doesn't even look like it's not even the same person. That's how much work she's done. I don't think anyone's denying that she's had work done or her whole family tree has had obviously work work done or whatever. I mean, it's it's it is. I mean, it's it's her choice. That's how she wants to whatever she wants to do with her body. Then then whatever. Yeah, Um, well, yeah, but but going back to hold on, Stitch, real quick. People don't understand though that that's not what she used to look like, and I think it it plays into this whole like you're gonna get this in a couple of years probably. To be honest with you, Stitch, is that there's this whole like weird like unrealistic beauty perception that women have because looking at these women that are that are fake as fuck that wear heavy makeup. Classic surgery, fake asses, fake titties, all this shit, and you have your kid watching these people and being like, "Well, why don't I look like that? Like, this is what I'm supposed to look like." And it's like, no, okay, so they're so, not even real people. So if we are, so if we it's are like going down that route, and I, so so if we are going down that route or whatever, and this is not my intention or whatever, then why are we shaming her and not? I'm, I'm sure Cardi has had some work. No. So I totally agree with you on that. They're, they're, <laughs> okay. She's fake as fuck. I mean, uh, Cardi B and what the fuck's the other chick's name? Megan. Megan. I've done no research on, so I have no idea if she has a fake ass or fake titties or not. I have no doubt, little doubt, but I just haven't looked it up. But it's the same thing with that other fucking chick. I can't Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Yeah, they're just like these fake yeah. ass people. Like just like just I, bought their assets. I'm just like that's not how you look. It's not I, how you I look. I agree. For someone that, that appeared in the, oh, oh, she she appeared in the video for for twenty seconds, and people are petition, petitioning for her to be like, no, she's got to go. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm confused. Like, why is the hate so strong for somebody that appeared in a video for fifteen, ten to fifteen seconds she or whatever? Yeah, for for what reason? And if people are just being like, oh, well, and, and obviously, Kronos, you're not the one saying that because. It wasn't your reaction based on that, but no, if, no, no. Like if people, well, I, if people are just like, "Oh yeah, she's so fake, she shouldn't be in this video." The two people that started produced the video for the other three minutes or whatever. Where's the petition for petition for her? Like I don't understand the hypocrisy on it. The whole no, no. The whole controversy is because they're saying that. So this whole video is supposed to be like uplifting for women of color, but what? No, so Kylie Jenner is like. Super like cultural appropriation or some shit like that. Like that's the whole hold on. controversy with her being in a fucking video. I mean, this is okay. This hold, is on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Saying. All right, all right. We got it. We got to stop. We got to. Okay. Yes, yes. I know that there are some articles saying that bullshit. But let, let's cut to the fucking chase. God damn it. This is driving me fucking nuts. <laughs> it was a ten, it was a ten second goddamn cameo. You're absolutely right, Stitch. Yeah. Uh, they shouldn't be. There shouldn't be any th- this much controversy over it. Yes, Carlos is right. She's fake as fuck. Just a whole bunch of people who are celebrity uh, females are fake as fuck. Um, there should not be an outrageous amount of hatred because people make cameos in music videos 
all the fucking time. But never mistake this shit as being anything close to uplifting, positive, blah blah blah. Oh, no, 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 you fucking won't. Yeah, we just that. saw last we just saw last week Black is King, which we all talked mm. about, we all fucking loved. You can certainly make the uh, uh, the, the leap that that is uplifting in a lot of ways, had a lot of significance, had a lot of spirituality, all, all kinds of great things um, going on with that. This is a booty-shaped twerk video. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand how you could see it any other fucking way. Well, it's no video. different from what... <clears throat> the WAP video. Let me be fair. Is that I was watching the video, and I was like, okay, you know, it's, you know, it's Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B doing their thing. And then all of a sudden they were yeah. focusing on, I mean, they, they had obviously like background dancers and shit like that, but then like randomly they had this person who I was like not familiar with at all. And I'm like, why are you focusing on this person? I was like, is this, is she going to, is she going to have a verse? I was waiting for her yeah. verse in the song. You, and you I was really like, know who that was? I had no idea who the fuck it was. I was like, yeah, but- who is this person in this video that has no verses <laughs> that they're focusing on? It just, it seemed weird. I'm not saying that it's wrong. It just seemed very weird. To where you would mm-hmm. focus on like one person, or how would I was assuming I was literally waiting for them to drop a verse, and it's yeah. why are you focusing on this person that has no contribution in, into this song whatsoever? Yeah, all I'll just say is there are a, a lot of things in a music video for a 10 second cameo that happened over the course of the last 40 years of music videos where random people will show up. I mean, there's there's countless <laughs> examples of that. Well, no, oh, no. Example, example being John John Lewis, who just who just died like two weeks ago, was in the Young Jeezy video for "My President Is Black" or whatever. He's yeah. a civil rights leader. He's he's in a Young Jeezy video. So I don't understand There's why cameo. video so, cameos. Mm, video, I, ca- I, yeah, you you don't know. I'm I'm sure. Can I old man this right now? Plenty of people. I'll old man yeah. it. Good. I don't know who the fuck John Lewis is. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait! This, you don't. We talked about him. He, he died a few now, years rewind. from from Selma. You might, you might have misunderstood what I said. I know who the fuck John Lewis is. I didn't know who the mm. fuck. This uh, that's why I said I prefaced it by saying I'm gonna do some old man shit right now. I oh. know who the fuck John Lewis is. I didn't know who the fuck Kylie Jenner was. Okay. So for me, it was like really awkward. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? Why? Why is all the focus on her for these couple of seconds? Is she gonna rap? Is she gonna sing? Yeah. Is she? What is she gonna do? And I'm just like, okay, like, yeah. is she just a background well, I, I dancer? Think, like, what is going on? Is cool, she, like, think, to me, really I, awkward. And so I think for you, like, you knew, you know who Kylie Jenner is. You just didn't My know name. what she looks like anymore because she didn't change shape and form like a fucking Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't pay attention to that kind of shit. She's not important. Yeah. Like the the whole entire Kardashian family. Is not important. Like I know Kim Kardashian, yeah. only by it's been forced into my brain, vaguely, but the rest of them motherfuckers, I don't know them. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they look yeah. like. I don't know, you know, any. I don't know shit about. I don't care to know about them either. You know. Well, I'll say I'll say this though. She, regardless of how people feel about Kylie Jenner, she, and I don't make these fucking rules, but she is a. Someone who's on a whole lot of beauty fucking magazines and sells a whole lot of women's beauty stuff. And that's so. I feel like, well, I'm just saying, I feel like the majority of people listening to that music and watching that video 
who are in that world of paying attention to young women's fashion and beauty shit probably knew exactly who the fuck she was, whether they like her or not. I, I feel like a lot of that core audience yeah. knew her. Well, and it's unrealistic. Can, can you, all right, let me, let me give it to you from uh, like a, a man's or boy's perspective is just like, could you imagine if there was like a guy out there? Do you, do you guys know what synthol is at all? You know what synthol is? Synthol is a is an oil that you inject into your muscles to make you seem more buff. Because you imagine like a synthol user that had like all these buff muscles that you knew was using synthol to make him look more buff, and then all of a sudden he's the the face of uh, men's beauty. It'd be fun. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, and that's when I see somebody like Kylie Jenner. That's what I see. It's like you're not a real person. Like you're everything about you is fake as shit. I, I would hope that yep. your personality is great, but I have no idea. I can only go upon your before and after photos of your plastic your multiple plastic surgeries and I know what you used to look like. And I know what you look like now and I know the amount of makeup that you also put on on top of your plastic surgery that gives women this yeah. unrealistic um, version of beauty and it's fucking disgusting and the fact that people want to like raise her up on the, to t say that she's be she's beautiful by design you know what but I mean but you, you know what's funny this, this that whole we, discussion we, we, has gotten really hijacked really? by Kylie yeah no, no, <laughs> really like, really like, 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 I'm not talking about Kylie yeah, yeah but that's what happened it's about Kylie, Kylie. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. I mean, literally, but, the day the video dropped, there were 53,000, 53,000 signatures on a petition to remove her from the fucking video within a 40, day. 40, 45, 45 million people watched the video in two days, and you're, you're, we're, we've let this conversation get hijacked by 53,000. Really? <laughs> let, let, I mean, can we go, can we, can I mean, we go yeah. back to the video? Can we go back we're to the video in terms of like, the video, like created and produced it rather than like look, ten, the 10 second cameo? Agreed. Going back to the video, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my intro. So we have a, a friend, uh, a fan of the podcast named Cake Man. And when we used to talk about the Kardashians, uh, he called we him Weak and Pussy. <laughs> after this video dropped, and I was thinking like, what can I do for a quick intro for the podcast? And his name, his idea popped straight in my head. And it's literally... Weekend ass pussy, and I basically what what all this? Let me let me tell you a fucked up reality right now, okay? Could you imagine, like, and I I want to use Kylie Jenner. Fuck it, I'll just say I'll be an asshole. I've been drinking. I don't give a fuck. Could you imagine <laughs> if you were a guy that had no idea who the fuck the Kardashians were, and you met Kylie oh. Jenner, and she's you're like, damn, she's fine as fuck. I'm gonna have kids with her. And you get married. <laughs> you have kids. And they come out like Kylie Jenner from fucking 20 years ago. You'd be like, what the mm. fuck? Let me rewind a little bit. A couple years ago, this happened in China. But like literally there was some guy who married a woman, had kids with her, and their kids, and to him, this is fucked up. This is really fucked up to say. But the kids came out not looking the way that he would assume the kids would have looked based upon his looks and his wife's looks. And so... He had a person. He had a private investigator go through her history, and she had all kinds of plastic surgery. So it wasn't what she looked like. Mm -hmm. And it could. So could you imagine that the person, like, it's it's kind of it's it's a dick thing to say, but it's also just like, 
we look upon each other, you know, and we judge we judge each other upon like certain like physical attributes. But if those physical attributes are fucking modified, you have no idea like what they're supposed to look like. And that's weird. Like, I've got gap teeth. I'm gonna get TV teeth soon. But the rest of my face, this is how I look. I don't give a shit. I'm fucking I'm 41 years old and. Five days. This, this is how I'm gonna look. Like I'm not getting my teeth. The only way I'm getting my teeth fixed is because I have literally two broken teeth that got fucking buildups, and they're probably gonna fall out at some point in my life, and I don't want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But as far as like my actual looks go, I, this is just me, and the fact that people are going yeah. through such extreme methods to like look like somebody else, but you're still you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just accept who the fuck you are. It'd be nice. It, it, it would be nice. I, but I, I'm also going to just say people, these are hopefully grown adults making their own decisions. You know, if you, if you want to do do that with your body, do it with your body. Look, look up to who you want to. But but let's go back. Stitch, you want video, video, music. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I, I know we were having a referendum on uh, public uh, plastic surgery and everything. Uh, but yeah, the video. <laughs> um, what are, I mean, like, like we sort of touched on before, the, the actual video itself, I didn't think was, was that raunchy or that bad or anything like that. And no, even no. though, yeah, even though Old Ninja lives in, in the 80s and stuff like that. The 1800s. Yeah, it doesn't understand that shit has progressed in terms of like what is acceptable, like sexuality and everything. And there is a double standard in terms of like what women can say on the radio or how they they act and in terms of like talking about having sex and being vulgar with their stuff than there is with guys i mean that's we, we today we can't deny can that. I, that 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 is that is a to, thing today. or whatever can it's, I, it's more acceptable can i can i just say yeah well just, just can i yeah i i can say that in general, I agree that to some people there is a, certainly a double standard. But what I would say in the entertainment world, there have been quite a few from the Madonnas or the Foxy Browns to the Little Kims or the Dina Howards to, to the Trinas that have been able to say what they want. Right. And then there is now there is, there is a reaction. Sometimes that's negative. Sometimes it's affirmative and positive and whatnot. But I would also say that for the men who did the two live crew and the early Snoop Dogg and the two short stuff, they damn well also had a lot of, you know, risks that they were taking with, with not, being not, that vulgar. I'm not saying that this they broke any sort of ceiling or, or broke the mold in terms of like what they did. Like I said before, why I made sure I cited like Adina Howard. Or even like in Vogue was was doing some some risque stuff in terms of like uh, like their free your money uh, that they put out back in like the early nineties. But I just feel that there is a double standard in terms of like society in general, in terms of how people treat females when they are talking about being very pro sexuality versus how they do with males. I mean, you you cited examples, and it's. What I, I will say on that is that you can name those examples, like list them off, like 10 of them. Mm -hmm. If you were to go through and name the guy example, 
you would run out of fingers, oh, yeah. toes, and toes and fingers for everybody on this podcast because it doesn't happen as frequently. I'm not trying to dismiss that at all, but I, I just think that people do clutch their pearls mm-hmm. much tighter when females are just being like, yo, I, I like getting fucked or whatever. And mm-hmm. these females took that sexual positivity mm-hmm. and I think pushed it to a slightly different level. I, I mean, in terms of uh, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> they took their what they like sexually, and they they put it out on tape, and just like, yo, this is what I like. And I also want to say, sure. what the actual lyrics are versus that video are are vastly different. Like, you can listen oh, yeah. to a unedited yeah. song if you li- if you click those lyrics, or you can find on YouTube what the actual uncensored lyrics are. Highly, highly different than what you are watching on the video, which stuff leaked out. There's a big difference. I knew right away Mm because when I watched the video, I was just like, that's not what WAP, because first of all, that's what they were saying. That's like not what WAP is. You know, like I understood, like just from the the initialisms or acronym, initialism, what the fuck they were talking about, but that wasn't what they said in the song in the video that I watched. I had to go back and like see, like, am I tripping? And so I saw a lyrics video mm-hmm. like, uncensored. I was like, oh, okay, I'm not tripping. Like, it's like, I wonder, pussy, which is, go ahead. I wonder if they had, had got away with it calling the wave. Because wave sounds <laughs> more cooler. Like, oh, my God, got to ride that got to ride that wave. Oh, what? But as what? vagina is not sexy. Um, ben, <laughs> oh, shit. Did you guys hear about, like, uh, Ben Shapiro shit? You guys know who Ben Shapiro is? Yeah. Yeah. He basically. Yeah, didn't he have a freak out over this video? Yeah, shit was hilarious. Yeah. His like wife or some shit. He was like my 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 wife, who's a doctor, was saying that if you have too much vaginal discharge, it could be these these fucking medical, uh, you know, symptoms or medical Ridiculous. issues. I'm just like, okay, so you missed the whole thing on this. Don't don't react to any fucking pop culture anything ever. Like his his whole thing. There's something that you know me and Ben Shapiro might agree on. But there's other shit where he's just like so fucking far out there, which is like you don't understand pop culture. Just admit it, shut the fuck up, and don't fucking comment. All right, you don't because he he said multiple times that he thinks that rap music is not actual music. I'm just like you don't understand rap music then, like because he, he gave three criterias for music, and they were just his criteria is based on yeah, nothing I mean, whatsoever, and it's just like. I don't, because he plays the violin. I'm just like, okay, so violin is music okay. too. I'm not going to ignore that playing the violin is music or classical music. That's still music. But you saying that rap music is not music is that is is stupid as shit. And for him to try to like break down that a woman with a wet pussy might have a yeast infection, I'm just like, have you not seen wet pussy before? <laughs> what the like, fuck? I, I, if you I, see wet pussy, and the I, first thing I'm thinking of is yeast infection. Then uh, maybe don't have sex with a woman ever again. You might be gay, yeah, man, hero. I don't fucking yeah. know. Don't even, you tell me. Don't even look at any. Don't even look at anybody naked. Uh, that's that's female. Because what the fuck? The other thing, I, just really quickly. Um, where where he missed me? I didn't even know about the whole violin stuff. But uh, I'll never forget him going on months worth of tirades about people being excited, black people specifically being excited about Black Panther and that bothering him. And I was just yeah. like, what in the entire fuck? He doesn't understand like, okay. Culture. Yeah, that yeah, just felt, that felt, that felt a little dog whistly too. I'm just going to point that out. Because I was just like, so people are excited about a movie. You didn't have a problem when people were excited about The Matrix or The Phant- uh, 
the uh, Fast and the Furious movies or Transformers, but you have a problem with quote unquote black people being excited about Black Panther. Go fuck yourself. You know. Like to kind of, to kind of wow. pick back what uh, Kong was saying. Um, like I'm pretty sure anybody on this podcast can agree that Miguel texted you and said like this this pussy is wet for you. It's gonna get you excited. Mm. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Mm. You're, you're not. You're not thinking about a. You're not thinking about a, a yeast infection. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. No. You're thinking this chick is fucking horny and she wants you, and she likes yeah, you. Yeah. You're definitely not thinking about no yeast infection. Way, you can do this the hard way. No, it's the easy. Yeah. It's the easy way or the easier way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow, man. I'm gonna say that. Hold on. I mean that by consent. Yeah. 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 I'm just. I'm gonna say this about the song. Uh, I, I love some foul, nasty shit. Two live crew popped that. Two live crew popped that coochie uh, at Stitch's wedding uh, reception was one of the greatest moments in all of uh, the, the history band. of the world. With the Zydeco band. Yeah, Zydeco, yeah. Zydeco band. That was that was the greatest thing ever. But yeah. but at the same time, I felt like this this song this song doesn't seem like the 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 pop that coochie anthem <laughs> that, that, that that all this controversy is pumping it out. I thought it was just an okay. Run of the mill song yeah. and a decent, okay. decent, a decent booty chic video. I mean, th- this is no dirty sprite god, you know, rapping about Molly and, and Percocets. You know what I mean? Oh, this is just. Let me rewind the tape. This is hilarious to me because, like, there, there are songs that I'll bring up to uh, to K Mac where she doesn't. She, I think a lot of people that don't listen to the lyrics for a lot of songs and they get mm-hmm. lost in like translation. Um, yeah. But we were listening to this is a while back. We were listening to a Third Eye Blind, semi no, no rain. Life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Life. I'm like, yeah, he's yeah. talking about doing cocaine and fucking chicks his whole song, right? Mm-hmm. She was like, what? I was like, yeah, listen to what he's saying. And she's like, oh my god, like he really is. <laughs> and, but these people that are these same people that are so hard on fucking rap on rap music. You know, they mm-hmm. will never get the same sort of criticism to, you know, rock artists or anything like that. They won't talk oh, about rock. the cocaine culture or anything like that. Nope. Because they, they just give them a pass. Because they're, they're yeah. blurred it's lines. It's racist nonsense. Oh, yeah, blurred lines. Well, I don't know. I yeah. feel like... I feel well. Here's one. If y'all remember the whole Liz Fair like uh, era or whatnot, or not Liz Fair, the Lilith Fair. I'm sorry, Lilith Fair era with uh, you know all, Sarah McLaughlin and all of them. One of the artists that was on it was Liz Fair. Liz Fair literally has a song that's called "Hot White Cum," where she literally mm-hmm. sings about how she loves her boyfriend's cum. And like she literally sings about the texture and how it tastes and all this stuff, and no one like I didn't hear any kind of controversy about her except for she had to change the title of the song. That was it. Everything else they played. I have a question for you, Ninja. Hold on, before anybody says anything. How many yeah, times did you listen to that song? A couple of times. Why? Yeah, actually. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I, I listened to it like this. No How does this come to like this? Song What's this? the texture like? I want to know too. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. Let me say. Do I look like Ben Shapiro? No. Goddamn. One of the best <laughs> examples, though, uh, real quick, I just want to throw in one, one, one other example in terms of 
like a, an artist that has so much clout as a guitarist and like almost like jazz blues, just like old heads listen to him. Eric Clapton, one of his mm. most famous songs is literally called fucking cocaine. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful fucking song, but it's about fucking coke. It's titled mm -hmm. cocaine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. You know, so it, that, that's yeah. a, a double standard that's still to this day. So yeah, I totally agree with you, Stitch, on on certain double standards because people will just like let go of some shit if they happen to look like them. It's good to go. Uh -huh. And you know, other things. You know what's funny is that somebody called me out yeah. for a double standard because um, this is a personal story. But I was talking about how you know I'm not comfortable with raising my daughter, my adopted daughter. Uh, who's darker than me here in America anymore? I'm gonna I'm gonna move. I'm probably I'm likely in the next like three four years, probably less than that. I'm gonna move to Canada, more than likely Canada. And so people were just mm -hmm. like kind of talking shit about it, and I'm just like, you know, I mean, I don't feel comfortable. You know, I know at some point in time here in America, somebody's gonna call my daughter the N word at some point mm -hmm. in time, and there's no, it's gonna happen. And then he pointed out that oh it's a double standard. And I'm like, no, it's not How? a double standard. How? Like it's yeah, a double standard. It's a double standard maybe to you, but it's not a double standard in my life. I don't in in my personal life, I don't say the N word in my like I type the the words, the, the actual word referencing what you would have been called in my my you know, text or whatever. But I'm like, I don't use that word in my normal life, neither do my friends. Yeah. When I listen to a song that has an N word in it, and I'm listening to it and like literally rapping along with the song, I self edit myself because I'm not comfortable with using that fucking word, right? Because I don't like that word. So for somebody to mm -hmm. say that, oh, it's a double standard because people are comfortable saying that in pop culture, I'm like, listen, I'm I guess I'm not pop fucking culture because I don't fucking use that word, and neither do my friends, you know. So like, what double standard are you talking about? Like, I don't really understand. I don't even like that excuse of saying that because some some rapper said it that you think you can say it and that oh I have a hard time explaining it to my kids that a rapper can say it and blah 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 just tell them that it's fucking wrong the same way I'll explain to my yeah. child that it's wrong along with the talk that I have to give to my child on saying that hey listen at some point in time somebody's gonna demean you and probably call you the n word because of where we live and the color of your skin but you never have to have that kind of conversation with your child if your skin is fair. And the fact that you don't understand that is part of the problem. I've mm -hmm. low-keyed kind of, and this is, it's almost like a guilty thing I've noticed uh, over the last, whatever, six months and everything. But as I've noticed and I've, I've joked about it, uh, Norm isn't browning out <laughs> or whatever. She's got a pass. So it's like, Talk about passing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know how I how I feel about it or how I should feel about it. It's like she gets sort of white passing at this point. And I mean, it's like part of me is like, all right, that's an exhale because maybe she won't have to deal with a lot of the bullshit that comes with that. But she, obviously, I'm not going to make her oblivious to everything that she is a part of and it is that what she is and well, not to go back to the whole count it's, it's funny uh, sorry not to cut you off stage like 
You know, the, like the whole thing. Like, What's going on in the background? What the fuck? No, it's fucking holding it. Stop it, Jesus Christ. No, like, it's, it's very interesting that you, that you say that, because, like, you know, if, if you read the, the white uh, fidelity book, it's like, like, literally, it depends on how you look. Like, if you can be multiracial, and it basically depends on what you look like. Like Obama, like he's black and white, but people just saw him as a black guy, and Kamala, Kamala Harris and Right. Like she's Indian and black, but like she she played the Indian role and then she switched over to the black role. Like it really depends on like how you look to determine how society is going to take you, basically. Like like for right. example, like like for, like Cronus's daughter, like his older daughter, like she's she has blonde hair, light skin. Like I'm pretty sure she's gonna be on the safer side of the life, but with but his younger daughter, yeah. she's more on the darker side. So it's more right. like it's. It's shitty. It's shitty for me to be like to like wipe my brow or whatever and just be like, "Whoo, Storm might not have to deal with that shit." But it's like, I, like I I don't know how I'm supposed to process that or whatever. And it's not. And like I said, it's not that she. I'm glad she's supposed to be able to publicly hide her blackness or whatever because her ethnicity or her, I can never pronounce this another word. Ethnicity. Yeah, fucking blue with the pronunciation. <laughs> it beats you. You're fucking it's, done, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, that was like passing. The, it was like passing a ball to Shaq, and then Shaq shooting a three pointer. And <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> I was about to play. Good, good job, blue, with the money shot. Uh, so it's like, I don't. It's it's. Do I, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that. It's just like. I feel shitty for being like, all right, I'm happy that she might not have to deal with a lot of the shit that darker skin people of color would have to deal with. But obviously she's not going to ignore or or forget or or um, not know where where who she is because black is black. You could be Mariah Carey black or you could be Idris, <laughs> oh, no, no, I say Idris Elba, or you could be Wesley Snipes black or whatever. It's same blood, same continent, or whatever. I mean, yo, you, the N word is the N word to light skinned black people, high yellow, or dark, darker than dark times infinity, or whatever. So it's like, <laughs> so, so it's, it's I, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, as a parent, I've sort of been trying to like self analyze that before I came to you as a group, uh, and ask that like on air. So it's, it's, it sucks that like I uh, it got brought up now where I'm not fully. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it, but so oh, and I, I, I can yeah. maybe help you out because I'm the only person that has a mixed kid, I guess, in the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. with uh, <clears throat> the oldest daughter, hey, wait, she had a name for herself. Didn't she? Have, did she come up with a name for herself? Yeah, because we had it on the podcast a little, little bit, but I didn't release the podcast yet. Um, oh, okay. I, I should have released it a long time ago, but I, I didn't release it. Um, anyway, this is like the, at the beginning of COVID-19. So maybe I will never release it. Maybe I will. I don't fucking know. Anyway, um, when she was here in California, I had I wasn't really worried about it because we were living in Escondido, California, where she grew up uh, for a good portion of her life. And it was never an issue there, obviously, because it was in multiracial. Like her school was multiracial. 
she wasn't like she wasn't different from anybody else. Oh, you know? nigga, you didn't meet your mic. Why? So it was never a problem, you know, here in uh, in California. But when she, her, and her mom moved to to Michigan, like, I got to talk to her. Like, listen, here you're mixed, and you were treated a certain way here in California, but in Michigan, where you're moving, it's rural Michigan, and it's going to be mostly, you know, Caucasian people. And so they're they're probably some of them may treat you negatively and you need to prepare for that and so i had to give her like the the talk diet you know mm-hmm. like, probably we're not going to call you the n-word but they're going to know that you're not like them because you, her hair is it's brown but it's it's semi-curly if you don't straighten it and so and she has her facial features are still semi uh of african descent so you can tell by looking at her that she's she's probably mixed and so yeah you know when she went to michigan you know, she got some shit for being mixed because in the school that she was in, it was mostly Caucasian, and that's just the way it was. And now where she where she lives now, it's a little you know different. Like she graduated, but um, in rural Michigan, you know, she was for her for her she was a definite minority. Where here in California, she was, you know, Absolutely. nothing special. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's special to me, but she wasn't unheard of as, as being a mixed kid. Like nobody's gonna look at yeah. her any sort of way. So I think as long as as long as she stays in a place that has, you know, a multi ethnic groups, she'll be fine. But if you ever move somewhere that's like of a, that's a majority of an ethnic group, then you're probably gonna have problems. And right. you know, my oldest daughter, she well, had problems. Well yeah, obviously as you know, like I mean, home is here, but we also For have now, family yeah. and other yeah, we have family in other parts of the country that are not as uh, progressive or yeah or yeah. yeah. So that so that might be interesting. Obviously, um, we don't really, we're not going to have that issue for a, a little while. But I like to get ahead of the the problem uh, yeah. or, I mean, or potential discussion talk. beforehand. Yeah, you got to have the talk at yeah. at some point. It's 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 disappointing that you know it's it's twenty twenty. And folks still got to have the, the talk. And I think that most people that are not a minority here in, in the United States, they don't understand that, that the talk, first of all, even exists. And then second of all, still happens. You know? Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't happen, like, verbally. But, like, like as a kid, like, like my mom didn't have the, the talk with me. But, like, the media basically brought down what the talk, what the talk is. It lets you know, like, you know, when you get pulled over, the handle and steering wheel and this and that and this and that. But, like, every black person knows about the talk. Yeah. But most European we Americans, should... they don't at all. They don't even know it exists. But, kind Correct. of, like, one thing before we end the podcast, kind of jumping back to the whole WAP, WAP, whatever fucking thing so you want to call it. So, all right. That's a good transition. No, no. It's a weird, yeah. <laughs> right, it's a weird transition. But it, 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 it kind of relates to the whole cultural thing. So we talk about the whole, like, this and that and this and that. But Harry Styles had, Harry Styles had a song come out that called Watermelon Sugar. And if you ever seen the video, that song is about eating pussy. Mm-hmm. Like, watch the video. And, like, he's eating a watermelon, and then there's girls, like, laying in back of her head, moaning and moaning and this and that. And there's, like, girls with, like, water between her legs. Like, that song is about eating fucking pussy. And yet, 82 million views. Like, nobody's talked about it, how it's over-sexualized, and this and that, this and that. Like, 
this guy basically skated under the radar, but with told Cardi B and, and Megan Thee Stallion, there's all this will, controversy behind that. I will say that was 82 million views in how, in how long? Uh, it came out in May, so it's been, what, okay. three, three months? The, Car the Cardi B video did 45 in two days. Yeah, so let, oh, yeah. let me also, <laughs> okay. hold on, let, let me get some other concessions to this. He didn't call the video EFP or the song EFP eating fucking pussy. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that that's another huge distinction is that um, the the Cardi B and Megan The Stallion song was like definitely more explicit with their lyrics and what the fuck they were talking about. Sure. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you you're right, Blue, on on some aspects, but on the other, like he was he was more. Um, I guess vague about what I'm talking about, and so if a kid listened to that song, if a kid that was like maybe like 13 or below, probably didn't know mm -hmm. what the fuck he was talking about. Like there was plenty of songs. That's like hold on, that's hold like on. OPP. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's plenty of songs that we when we were young, we had no fucking idea what they were talking about. You know what I mean? Yep. But if, if if a song came out that was called Wet Ass Pussy, I know what the fuck they were talking about. I know what wet yeah. is. I know what ass is. I know what pussy is. So yep. when I was when I was you know of a certain age you know ten or above so yeah but what you oh, know yeah. watermelon something I was like watermelon sounds great yeah <laughs> so summer fruit yeah all right guys all right guys uh, old ninja what you got populating this week we wrapping it up goddammit. so I'm gonna check out your um, I guess your your messiah's uh, show uh lovecraft country is out on sunday night i plan oh, on catching that up yeah it's on hbo i'm gonna watch that for sure over the night um just been trying to get on these resident evil games because there's a shit ton of them yeah. i realize i haven't finished so i'm trying to get on those um watching i haven't finished Umbr umbrella academy season two i'm halfway there yeah, I'm halfway there, so I'm probably going to watch an episode of the show tonight. I'm still reading my um, Star Wars book. I actually, I'm halfway through right now. I actually put a, a lot of headway. So just reading my books, gaming, and catching up on some of these new shows. Pretty much it. Kronos, uh, what you got? Uh, there is a show that is coming out uh, soon that I can't talk about directly. But it's fucking awesome. I'll talk about it next week, but everybody's going to be very excited about Um Also... The, the end with the number two. Yes, that's the number two. And it's, it's going to be awesome. I think that people are going to be very... Uh, don't don't fuck up the NDA. Let's, let's, not, let's not skirt the rules too much. But yeah, it's, it's going to be great. Next week, I'll be able to give a, a better... Uh, description of it and then the week after that i'll be able to give like spoilers it's gonna be great um but i'm, I'm enjoying it so far um yeah what am i fall guys did we talk about it last week a little bit yeah it's it's fucking yeah, we fun. Did. just just play the goddamn game i i what I, I finally won a game it's exciting nice. play fall guys on the on the ps4 or the pc i think it's the pc as well um, it's mm -hmm. amazing, like dumbass fun of just silly nonsense. Just like if you like, if you like watching Wipeout the show, this is basically Wipeout playing with silly ass characters, and, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, I'm just ready for eventually for America to get their shit together and come together <laughs> and 
actually put a, a fucking effort towards get you know locking down and wearing masks and reducing the amount of COVID infections in the United States. No matter what you hear in the fucking media, the cases are going up, the deaths are going up, we're having a surge, mm -hmm. don't believe the fucking president because he's talking fucking nonsense. He's cherry-picking shit in, like, certain counties where it's low because they're fucking low-population areas where, yeah, they weren't going to have fucking very many infections any anyway, but... A lot of places here, the effects of the rates are still going up. We had like 1,500 people die yesterday from this virus yep. still. And that's way more than when it fucking first started. So it's still a big deal. So please, social distance, wear your mask. And I'm saying that because I want to fucking go outside again and see my fucking yep. friends. I saw Blue the other day. I'm not going to say exactly why, but I wanted to give him a fucking hug. And I fucking couldn't. Yes. Because Dude, of this like bullshit. I... Like when I, when I went around giving the, all the craft, 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 craft members the beer that I picked up for them, like, I, I came home and then they cried. Like, I was like, yeah. fuck, like, I can't see my friends in so fucking long. Like, like, holy shit, like, it's so crazy how important it is to see fucking people that you're like, oh, yeah, it hurts my soul. Yeah, it was it was rough, especially when, you know, my, my youngest, Riley, she wanted to come and give oh, Blue and Dude, she, that was, I was, and she couldn't. And I also oh, wanted to give him a hug too. And I was just like, dude, like this is totally like we had to sit there and have a beer six feet apart, sitting on chairs <laughs> on my porch. And he's Fuck. wearing a mask. And I mean, we're drinking beer, so you know, I wasn't wearing a mask at the time. But I usually do wear a mask when I see somebody. But it's like we're six feet apart plus, so it's all right. But it's like that's Wait, so much shit that I have to go through. Why the fuck can't the rest of America just be fucking adults and do the same goddamn thing? You know, like, I want this to be over just as much as everybody else. Like, probably way more than anybody else. You know, I, I miss all you guys on this fucking podcast. Like, this Wednesday for me was like man dude day. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. bullshit drinking shit, but it's been what, five fucking months now? I know. Dude, it's awful. Like, even. When, even like when I saw Riley, like the fact that she remembered who I was was like super fucking emotional for me. I was like, like I, I kind of worry that because she's young, and I was like, oh, she's gonna forget who the fuck I am. And she saw me, he's like, oh, it's, it's Uncle Blue. I'm like, oh god, god damn it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Damn. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm like, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just gonna say, uh, uh, god damn it, that's that's touching. Fuck. Yeah, I, I was I was trying to get get you in here, uh, Stitch, for what what you had popping this this week. If you were done, Protoss, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you no, off. No, no, I'm done. Go ahead, go ahead. Take, take, take. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll take it over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go, Stitch. Right, go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, just the whole, <laughs> so we're on the whole touching thing. I was like, yeah, let me just finish it up. But yeah, like seeing Riley was like super amazing because I kind of want to do FaceTime with her because I haven't seen her in like months. You can. If you didn't know, it's like yeah, yeah. Riley, mm -hmm. Riley's my goddaughter, and like. Just seeing her was just so like, like it's like when Cronus and I were like hanging out on the patio, social distancing. Like she would poke out the window, and make funny faces, and it was like, God, I really miss this fucking kid. Like, God damn, like, like I almost wanted to start fucking crying. Just, like I'm, I'm fucking crying right now, even like, even thinking about it. But like just seeing her and how big she's fucking grown and how much fucking like more words she knows. It's like God damn, like, with the whole coronavirus thing, it's like really separating like a lot. Sorry, fucking fucking crying, damn it. <laughs> no, it's like, all right, dude. This whole, this whole coronavirus thing is 
Like, if we took the shit serious from the get-go, like New Zealand did and the Philippines, like, this shit, we'd have been 100 days over this shit. And I could have been able to hang out with my goddaughter and hang out with you motherfuckers. But, like, there's other shit in the world that's happening that's keeping us from, like, doing shit that we normally do. That's keeping people from experiencing things. Like, I couldn't go to my dad's funeral. I mean, I went to my dad's funeral, but, like, it was very fucking limited. Like, there's, like, a lot of people who... Man, I'm super emotional about this. There's, there's, there's... There's probably like 100 people who would have been affected by my dad's passing that could have been, that should have been at his funeral to celebrate his life. And with the whole coronavirus, like we can't fucking do that shit. But, um, God damn it. Nah, dude. You, you, this, this whole Riley thing fucking really shook me, man. It, it really shook me to my fucking core. Like, I, I, Cronus, like, no lie. I came home and talked to the sweetness and I told her, like, how how emotional it was for me to hang out in front of your house, even though we were six feet apart, we were probably more than six feet apart. Yeah. Just having a beer, fucking just talking, and Riley just peeking through the window was like, fuck, man, like, this kid is so fucking cool. Like, I really miss her so much. I miss watching her and, like, coming over. Like, my whole, every time I came to Clarence's house, I opened the door and I say, ding dong, bing bong. Like that was my call, my, my calling sign for her to let me know, let her know that I was there. I didn't do it for you guys. I did it for her. And she was like, "Oh, it's not so blue." And she like, I, I like peek around the corner and she's like, "It's not so blue." And I, like I just, I that whole ding dong bing bong was just for her. Like I just did that for her. And just to see her, knowing that I was there was fucking amazing. But um, sorry, okay, past emotional stuff. Sorry, Fuck, I'm, I'm seriously crying about this. But um, no, it's all good. Yeah, so Saturday, um, actually did a photo shoot. Um, my friend... That's a hard transition, dude. I don't know how you did that transition, man. That's the segue of the year. Yeah, it's a really hard transition. So my friend, um, a friend of the podcast, who I've done photo shoots for before, um, cosplay. She does. She's a cosplayer. So I'm going to cosplayer of her this Saturday. Um, and then... Oh, I want to talk about there's a show on Netflix called Japan Thinks 2020 on Netflix. Okay. If you want to watch something that's fucking depressing, watch that shit because it's like so the premise is Japan is fucking sinking, and like day like the first episode day one, Japan basically has like a an earthquake that happens and like a lot of motherfuckers get fucked up. But the saddest scene is is when a dad is trying to find vegetables for his families to eat. And knowing about the history of Japan, it's really fucked up what happens to him. So, I mean, it's it gets kind of slow. Like, the first three ep- three or four episodes are really good. And it gets kind of slow toward the middle, but then it picks up, like, maybe episode, like, I think it's 10 episodes, like, episode 8, 9, and 10, it picks up. So, if you watch 1, 2, and 3, and skip to 8, 9, and 10, that's all you need to watch. Everything else in between is kind of like, ah, oh, this is fucking fluff. That that shit is really fucked up. To uh, be honest, r- like, real quick, check it out. It goes to the next person. It's anime. Is, is anybody watching the the Neutral Hunters? Ah, uh, yeah, I forgot about. That. I haven't watched it. No, yet. I need to. The Troll Hunters Wizards out uh, right now. I haven't watched it, but I have high hopes for. It. So yeah, I love Troll Hunters. Right, Blue found that gem a, a few years back. So yeah, we nice. all watched. I'm caught up. 
Uh, Stitch, did you get in here? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, um, it's uh, fuck. I try to try to stay mentally positive as much as possible, and I mean, no, obviously well, for. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just say like mentally healthy or whatever. I mean, you just try your best to stay just positive with some sort of carrot in front of you and everything. But um, it 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 sucks or whatever. I mean, uh, I heard somebody explain. Uh, I guess the the marshmallow test or whatever. It's like when you put a a marshmallow in front of a kid for fifty and be like, hey, yo. We're gonna sit this marshmallow in front of you. You can eat it if you want to eat it, but if you let this sit here for 15 minutes, I'll give you two marshmallows or I'll give you fucking five or whatever. Essentially, our country failed that on a <laughs> drastic fucking scale or whatever. And not only did we fail it, it's like we failed it in like the 13th minute of it and everything. And now we have to go back to ground zero <laughs> and people are just not about having it. So it's it's really depressing when, when I heard that, Someone break it down like that i was just like get, there's no like i don't see the light at the end of this tunnel and for someone i i try to stay as positive and optimistic about the majority of stuff that happens like in the life just in general or whatever it's it's highly depressing and uh what glue was saying about like him dropping off the beer like i'm watching him through my fucking window pull up drop off the fucking beer like i don't fucking know this dude like i just want to be like yo i'm, and I'm like fucking i'm holding my daughter and like mm -hmm. nobody's fucking like i can count on like less than two i get there's like seven people outside of me and lilo that have seen her in person and yep. like as a live fucking human or whatever and you just can't do it right now because people across this fucking country or just being selfish about going to fucking lake lake parties, fucking frat parties, and going to the club or, or whatever the it, fuck it is. It's just like I'm sorry, go ahead. It's just when I when I when I dropped off your beer, I like stayed out in the street just waiting for you to come I, out. Like, I saw you. I was like, I want to go. I want to go. I was like, fuck. I was like, I'm just like, I literally was watching you. Like you passed by. Like you thought you pissed Matt. You uh, passed the house. Or whatever. I was like, I see him, but I can't go because Lilo's working. I'm holding the baby, and just like it was, it's it hurts the heart so bad. And yeah, if if I have enough discipline, and I don't want to make it like a like a military fucking boot bootlicker kind of thing, but it it does. It's about discipline, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you have to sacrifice some of the things that you want to do and that you're accustomed to doing for the greater good. And so, some people do try to cite that, that as just being like, oh yeah, well people, we, we it's, it's no big deal because it's only 1% of the population that are dying. Like, no, we're, we're not talking about death. Death isn't a fucking thing that we're, we're is just some like, uh, some statistic that doesn't mean shit or whatever. We're talking about your ability to go get a fucking haircut or go out to your local pub and grab beers or, or, or nightclub or whatever. If you can sacrifice that for six months to get us through this bullshit that we're going through here, like it's it's worth it. And I I don't understand like why you are why people are just so fucking disgustingly selfish just in general. 
and I'll, I'll transition off of that because I don't want to start monologuing. But I mean, especially with me, because I'm, I'm a big college football fan. I lost my college football this weekend. I'm a, I'm a huge Michigan fan. Michigan, you fucking tap my fucking my wrist, you get Michigan blood coming out of this thing. It's a, it's a goddamn holiday for me. I dress up my dog. I was looking forward to dressing up my daughter in Michigan uniform. And if we lose all fucking 12 games this year, it didn't fucking matter because I will be watching, waking up early, have my 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 sessions. I get my Michigan coffee coffee mug. I sit in front of my TV. I watch it because that's, that's what it is. But that's not happening because people are being selfish about their own personal desire to go get tattoos, haircuts, and whatever dumb bullshit that they want to. Um, Mamba Week was announced by Orange County. <laughs> Happy about that. Kobe Bryant, I love you. God damn it. We lost to you. We lost our way. It's fucking, I don't know who to blame for that shit, but this is why we are, we've gone astray because Kobe Bryant, we lost Kobe Bryant. The 49ers lost. We get to, <laughs> all shit is all falling downhill because we lost Kobe. Sucks. And then, um, like we talked about a little bit about the biracial stuff. Um, I reached out to a couple of friends. I've been reaching out to so many friends during this pandemic. That's probably the one sort of uh, silver lining of the cloud is I've reached out to a lot of people I didn't keep in contact with or didn't strongly have communication lines with just about like certain issues, especially when we talked about with like race and like politics and everything with, uh, with the George Floyd stuff. I reached out to a couple of like my biracial friends with just to find out like how they dealt with stuff and especially in terms of like self-identifying themselves like when they went off to like colleges like are you white are you black and how they handled certain aspects of that because i i knew this was going to be a problem or not a problem but just an issue with my daughter growing up later in the years so i, I wanted to get their input on stuff and um maybe hopefully once i figure it figure it out we can uh put some maybe content out uh specifically dealing with that but yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Oh, that I I would love to hear that between you and Kronos. That that'd be great, especially as uh, two two dads. Uh, yeah, uh, with different ages, different ages on that. That sounds like a, a great episode. All right, I, I'm I'm gonna just do this really quick rapid fire because I know we're uh, we're ending uh, as soon as possible. Um, a big middle finger, I guess, to Microsoft because they they don't even have Halo dropping this year with their Xbox. Uh, I think that, that is hilarious. Uh, I'm throwing a whole lot of fucking shade. Uh, that that is that is absolutely funny. They they really won't have their big uh, their big franchise even for the launch. On, hold on, um, hold on. Be, I, be honest though. I mean, when they dropped the the trailer, it was disappointing. Like the graphics well, yeah, were yeah, not exactly. They had, they had all the teraflops, and the shit flopped. So <laughs> I'm actually it, it, glad that they looked, are going back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing. Take take your take your time. It looked like PS3 graphics, and um, <laughs> you can't have that for a big franchise. Yeah. I want Halo to be good, even though I'm not an Xbox person. I I, I want the franchise to be good. So yeah. to return to you, glory, you just, take your fucking time. You just can't tout that as your your console release game, yeah. and then all of a sudden the game gets delayed. You don't have hair with your console release. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, uh, I. Playing, I've been playing some Dying Light uh, again. I've gotten way back into that. Uh, finished up Resident Evil 3. I want to get on with Old Ninja on uh, Resident Evil 3 Resistance, the online portion. 
And on the Weeb side, goddammit, I really think I, th I saw, at least from what I've seen, I guess probably the best arc I've ever seen in, in, in anime, and that was this Marine Ford shit on One Piece. Holy fuck, I can't get over it. I was like blue a few minutes ago, uh, only I was crying over some fictional Japanese characters. That's how I was, not in some real life shit. Wait, so, you, uh, much props to that. Did you see the scene to, of Naruto where he meets his mom and dad? I did get, yeah, in Shippuden, right? Yeah. No, no, in yeah, I almost, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I almost finished Shippuden. I no, only no. got a few more episodes up. Right? That was Shippuden. Yeah. Well, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, this this was this was even better. But that's all I got. Let's wrap it up, man. We, you know we've gone long. Right. Uh, yeah, usually we, we have Old Ninja taking us out. Who's taking us out? All right, so you can uh, I'll take it out here. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. So you didn't listen. You you, you didn't listen to the darkest, the blackest, then black types infinity. Infinity. That's you, my part. Uh, if you want to check us out, you can find us on benhabproductions.com slash black b then bti. Yep. Um, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Player FM at b then bti. Um, you can find us on YouTube at YouTube um, slash b then bti. I think. Or Black and Black Times Infinity. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Amazon. We have an Amazon app that was created by one of our boys. Um, where you can listen to us on there. Uh, shit. I think Odin is really good at doing this. Twitch. Too. You can find us on Twitch at uh, BZMBTI. Or twitch.com. Yeah. Oh shit, really? you can, if, if you're on, if you listen to a podcast, you can find it on there. We're everywhere. We even, are, are we on, oh no, we're not on, um, on Player, not Player FM, um, iHeartMedia yet, because they have, like, a lot of fucking rules and situations, but we're gonna want them now. Just stay other than that, continue to us live, every Wednesday night, 8pm, 8.30pm, PST time. Man at last has succeeded in penetrating further and further into the unknown vastness of space. Yet many questions remain unanswered.